Thanks to StoryWorth for sponsoring this episode of FilmSack. StoryWorth helps you share stories and memories. Give all the moms in your life a meaningful gift you'll both cherish for years. StoryWorth. And save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash FilmSack. And by Sunday. Big thanks to them for supporting the show. Sunday can help you grow a beautiful lawn without the guesswork or the nasty chemicals. Full season plans start at just $129, and you can get 20% off at checkout when you visit GetSunday.com slash FilmSack20. This man smells us from 30 feet away. Damn. What's that say about our hygiene? What you got there in that pack? What pack? You got a gun. Oh shit, it ain't loaded. Oh, they never are. What? <laughs> this is Film Sack. Sure. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind, episode 549. I'm Scott Johnson. I'm joined today by Brian. He showers every day with a single KFC wet wipe done away. Oh, yes, and I am fresh. Smell me. Oh, hi. Hi. And welcome to Eli's post-apocalyptic KFC where we fry by faith and not by sight. Am I blind? Maybe. Whatever. (laughs) Now, what can I get for you today? Mashed potatoes and gravy? Oh, I'm sorry. We're all out of that. Coleslaw? Nope, we haven't served that in almost 30 years. Chicken? Yeah, I wish. How about some hairless cat the audience is okay with eating since it isn't soft and fluffy like a regular cat? And... (laughs) A complimentary and surprisingly still moist towelette from the year 2010. <laughs> Original or extra crispy? I'm kidding. Everything I cook is extra crispy. Because I'm blind. That's not right. And what to drink with that, sir? Soda. Nope. Tea? Yeah, we got that. I'll just have Martha whip, a, whip up a cup of shaky hand cannibal tea that will leave you with a look on your face that says, What the hell did I just drink? Oh, really? No shit. Your mom's name was Martha, too? Well, that changes nothing. Okay. Your total... <laughs> okay, your total will be an assortment of random shit you have in your pocket. Please drive around to barter at the first window. Randy, my shopping cart tipped over. Help me! Totally not a trap. <laughs> wow. Haven't skipped a beat, Dunaway, with your intros. Have not skipped a beat. That was fantastic. All right. With us also, Randy... Please cast the perfect vendor in the wasteland. And why is the correct answer always Tom Waits, Jordan? Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian. And thanks, y'all, for coming to this Fred talk at the North Platte Holiday Inn Express and Suites. We'll get all of these Fred talks up on the Internet as soon as we can figure out the Wi-Fi password for the state of Nebraska. Today, I'm going to teach you about the most pressing issue of our times. 
what to do 40 years after the apocalypse to fulfill your spiritual mission that for some reason you didn't receive in the first 39 years after the nukes or the solar flares or the asteroid wiped out most people in technology, but not really. You too can make your way across the deserts of Western America as long as you follow my three easy rules. Number one, be John Wick or Jack mm. Reacher or hell, be that postman guy. Did you realize that postman is a double entendre? <laughs> it means both a mail carrier and a man who lives post the apocalypse. Oh. Bottom line, you got to be supernaturally good at killing people and killing and eating hairless cats. So start training. <laughs> hairless cats are good eating. Number two, go everywhere on foot. Even though literally anything with a couple of wheels or some sturdy hooves on it would be better. The roads are going to be pristine out there, and you'll get passed up by people on skateboards, but you stay on foot, because that's how <laughs> Jesus got around. <laughs> Number three, speaking of Jesus, whatever you do, don't you dare ever avail yourself of the pleasures of the flesh, even when some early 20s Ukrainian lady throws herself at you. You've got a mission, and you can't be distracted away from it, except when you need water or some hairless cat jerky, or the battery runs out on your iPod. For Christ's sake, a man can't live without an iPod charge. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. He's, he's dead. Are, are we going to keep saying hairless cats, or can we say shaved pussy? We can Is say it? shaved pussy. Oh, we can. wow. We can say it. We just will, we'll, we'll, you know, get the just rat. To clarify, we're talking about shaved pussy cats, is yeah. what we're saying. Yeah, 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 that's exactly right. Uh, but you hear that voice, that's finally. <laughs> Brian, how come Dumbledore has so many guns, Ibbet? <laughs> in the coach, mm. Harry. <laughs> uh, oh, someone named Eli passed through here before? Yeah, well, I'm a fellow traveler. Uh, I'm wandering the wastelands, protecting my three books. Oh, yeah, Eli only has one book he has to keep track of. <laughs> I'm not sure. What books am I protecting with my life? Well, I'll show you if you'll just turn down that Ring My Bell song, which I didn't realize oh, until I was great. an adult is a song about the part of the female anatomy that rhymes with Dolores. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Brian's Dave working Kitty. with a theme today. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah, I'm well, telling you, man. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> really wasn't shooting for that kind of theme. But anyway, uh, first up is a copy of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, which I had to wait in line for like way past midnight. So whatever. There's no freaking way I'm letting anyone else get their hands on this book. I'm hoping at some point I'll get a chance to read it. But uh, I don't know. You know, it's, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. Sure. Uh, the second book I'm protecting is a near-mint copy of Tales of Suspense 90, uh, 93 from 1967. It's the first appearance of MODOK, and it was almost oh. stolen from me by a booby girl in a drainage pipe trying to coax <laughs> me into a hijacker trap. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, there is a theme, isn't there? Lastly... <laughs> Lastly, I've got a book called The Idiot's Guide to Colorizing Your Movie. Uh, unfortunately, the whole thing's in Esperanto. Does anyone here know how to read Esperanto? <laughs> mm. Oh, man. Listen, that was not a low blow. That was a good blow. Nice blow. <laughs> it's a blow. It was a blow. Uh, <laughs> right. this, uh, the movie we're talking about, everybody, is The Book of Eli, or Book of Eli. Uh, there's no the It's The Book of Eli. Is it? your, I try, kept trying to figure that out, because I thought it was just... Book oh, you're right. There is the. You're right. There is the book of Eli. It's not even a book of Eli. No, no. No. Uh, this is they the really 20- could have just called it book of Eli. We've been done with it. Yeah, totally. that's yeah. true. The yeah. 2010 uh, post-apocalyptic tale of Denzel Washington making his way across the country with a Bible 
and for uh, thirty freaking years. Yeah, I looked it up. Years. It takes it I, takes six months to walk across the, I, across America. Yeah, if I realize, you're not blind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I realize it. It's uh, we're going to spoil every aspect of this movie, uh, every yeah, little yeah. bit. So, like, if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it first like yeah. it's not it's not a bad watch i'm glad i watched it but i had never seen it yeah. before mm-hmm. watching it f- with you guys and there are a lot of unanswered questions to start this movie that get answered as you go yeah and so like you just blurting out he's got a bible well we don't know that like no, we, we, we start out that. we're like well that could be anything he could be sure. he could be faking it right he could be uh, you know, like we just don't. We well, just have we know, no idea. We know, like twenty minutes in, when it's revealed that it's a Bible. There's a thing about the Bible we don't know until the very end, um, right? Which right. is also the reveal of the blindness thing. You know, it's interesting because this is like, uh, this is not going to surprise anyone listening. I'm a huge fan of all things post-apocalyptic. I watch them all. I love them all. They're all great. Even the bad ones are great. When this movie came out in 2010, this is five years prior to Fury Road. This is now. This was. This was like the crown keeper of post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. films for me mm-hmm. uh Waterworld, the previous carrier of the crown previous to that road warrior so <laughs> so i could tell you like all these hallmark movies that that land right where i like them and this this is still one of i love this movie it's, I'm, i'll get that out earlier i, I love so you're saying i love the mood of this movie i won't say i love much else than that I oh you're a mood. you're a turd face because it's got okay so back hold, to- on, hold on, I want to address your I want to address your timeline. So, okay. Road Warrior is your max, right? And then you get to Waterworld, uh-huh. and that's kind of like your alpha max. Yeah. And then you get to Book of Eli, and that's your beta max. Oh you man, Fury Road. I love it. I love it. I love what you're doing here. Yeah, this I is love good. What you're doing. Fury Road is my 4K I, Blu-ray. That's what that is. I, <laughs> I I am I want to just state up front. I am not going to spend this episode of uh, Film Sack tearing this thing down. It is easier to tear something down than it is to build something up. And yeah. that's Absolutely. I don't, I don't, you. I don't like the passivities. Yeah. I do want for us to somehow answer the question, why is it 47% on Rotten Tomatoes? That is like there are, are lame. reasons. There are reasons. Are <laughs> and yeah. and yeah. those those reasons must be interesting because because the movie uh, you know it has a lot of interesting aspects there's a lot of uh, of, of attempts here attempts were made in a lot of different ways mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like the for for instance the the stylish cinematography sure an attempt an attempt was made um does it succeed or fail you know 47 percent say yes yeah <laughs> and, right like, so like i would like to i would like to understand better what you know where that falls because like i don't want to just I'm not. I'm not gonna hate this movie. I would watch it again right now. I'd watch this movie yeah. again. Do you guys, I like this movie. So this movie directed by the uh, the Hughes brothers. Okay, so it's a brothers mm-hmm. uh, joint. Uh, they're most famous for getting their start with uh, directing Tupac videos and Menace oh, to Society uh, Two or Menace to Society. I guess is what it was called. Dead Presidents uh, from Hell. Which didn't we do from Hell? think we did no yeah. we have not no. seen a, a, a directed by hughes brothers movie okay yet. so this i would is our love first. to do from hell it's about jack the ripper and it's got uh, J- uh, uh it's got our uh, oh my johnny gosh, depp boy. johnny depp i couldn't yeah. say it there yeah. you go Thank but you. these guys my point is these guys are known for very very stylish directing very stylish mm-hmm. sort of cinematography choices things like that uh mm-hmm. the the craziest piece of trivia here for me is uh partially because I've, talk, I've literally talked to the dude before, and it's a funny story if we ever get to it. But uh, Gary Witta, former editor of PC Gamer Magazine, yep, that mm-hmm. guy uh, mm-hmm. wrote the wrote the damn thing. Um, 
Yeah. He, he moved on wow. to writing uh, scripts for, you know, screenplays for movies and stuff. And I don't know. Well, he did Rogue One as well. He was part of the script the, writing. The, he Rogue wrote One. the best Star Wars movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In my, my mm-hmm. opinion. In my opinion it as well. pretty awesome. I agree. Um, and so this is a really interesting story from him. And so I wanted to get this out early because a lot of people think this movie is a thinly veiled uh, religion movie. That it's supposed yeah, to be. I heard uh, that a lot. It's supposed to be something that's that's uh, trying to trying to push some ideology into your face, and I disagree almost entirely for a couple of reasons. One is, I don't think the movie actually does it. I think people are just sensitive to whatever they're sensitive to. But also, right. I think Gary Whitta, if you knew him or knew enough about him or have listened to him before, that dude is like a full blown atheist and has no, like none of this stuff is, is anything. He has zero agenda and pushing any religion on anybody. I think he just felt like it was an interesting motif. It's it's a great idea because I mean, the kernel of thought is the fact that after a world event that destroys everything, because people are always talking about it. Well, if there was no religion, there would be no war. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, Okay, so w- let's go to the next conclusion. What if we remove the Bible? Let's burn it. What if we all burned all of them? Mm-hmm. So that's where we're kind of at. And then some people recognize that it is a weapon of war. Yeah. So it it never really never really talks, you know, about I, much beyond I, that. It's I, just like I, the also, idea of what it is. Yeah, like yeah. if you're gonna make a, if you're gonna make a claim that this is a religion or anti-religion story. Uh, you got a long way to go from yeah. the actual script because, like, if you're going to mm-hmm. make the claim that this is right. a religion story, then you're saying uh, that this is a re a retelling of the last of the temptation of Christ, right? So right. he, you know, wandered in the desert for forty days and fasted and was tempted by the devil, and like, okay, there's a little bit of that, but are is is Eli our Christ figure here? <laughs> he kills people, mm-hmm. he like mm-hmm. eats right. cats. Like, no, that's not that's <laughs> not at all right. If you're going to make the if you're going to say, well, this is then it's an anti-religion story mm-hmm. you also have this, t- this is a tough I feel like, road to go down i felt yeah. i felt more yeah. like it was it's more I, I didn't think of him as jesus okay i don't want to get too far in religious aspects of it i didn't dig too deep but i felt more like this was the keeper of the word the jewish people you know I, I felt more like it was supposed to be they're supposed to be the preachers of the world right they're supposed to be well, the ones who protect and carry on well, the word mm-hmm. amusingly uh, in a dra- in a massive plot hole uh, the right. world already has the torah and like we find yeah, out the I love that. of the movies that yeah. was like yeah, my right. favorite it was stuck between know. two other religious texts <laughs> i That's love the that thing, right you know anyone who who feels like this is too pro or even too anti religion that last right. scene is hey it's a book and it's being placed on a shelf with other books the torah yeah, the quran right. and all yeah. these other things like yeah. it's you know it is it is and, a a regarded book, but it's and yeah, the, last, yeah. the last scene is actually young woman becomes Eli the walking killer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. this movie has to do this with, movie with this right? movie has Religion. no uh, has no opinion on the definitiveness of anything. So don't use this movie as a way to you know pro-con religion like yeah you so it's, i it's, i think it's, that's it's a good there. i agree and i think it's good for us to get that out of the way early because yeah. in in today's culture war climate it's okay. easy for people to just be swayed by any little thing um and, and create an argument but I, I just don't think it's here i think this is a no. this is just more like about humanity the more than anything right yeah yeah, yeah. I, I agree yeah. and here's the thing like okay here's the other big conceit the movie's got this idea that denzel washington is blind but you don't know this until the final <laughs> chunk of the movie very very late not only not only that it doesn't actually ever tell you 
whether he was whether it's trying to say he was blind all along or he was blinded right. by getting shot. Right. It doesn't ever tell right. you. It doesn't actually tell I'm you assuming- that. But I can tell you after repeated watchings, and I've seen this movie now. I think this is the sixth viewing or something. Right. Um, he bumps into stuff, reaches out and touches him first, yeah. slams yes, his back, like, bends like, against when his eyes don't, his pupils don't dilate when I, uh, he's in that house at the beginning and the sunlight yeah. hits his eye. Right, I went right. back to the first uh, action sequence because yeah. like, I was like, whoa, he was, I don't know if Ooh, I want to believe he was blind the whole time. And there's a couple of tells in there where it's like when he goes to kill the last guy with his, with his machete, he has to like find him with his hand yeah. and he gets really yeah. close yeah. and everything. Yeah. But I'm like, that doesn't say he's blind. Look, it says he's tired. He's, right. he's just fighting <laughs> right. all these guys. Well, I think, see, that's made. just you. That's you buying into the, the mirage they're trying to set up because I, I really do feel like the movie needed to have these hints, just like uh, Sixth Sense had yeah. hints, which reminds me yeah. of that. Sixth otherwise, Sense had all these cheated. hints. Yeah, you feel cheated right. otherwise. Now, there is plenty of supernatural blind guy stuff going on, no question. Like sure. anybody who fights that well. <laughs> Well, whatever. I'm watching. I just. I'm almost done with C season two, and that yeah. that shows all yeah. about how the blind adapt. So it weirdly He's Daredevil. Yeah, that, this movie is really Daredevil. Yeah, is what it is. We, we're, oh, and, that's a great comparison. Actually, it is very Daredevil, is and that's fine. Yeah. But 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 it's a it's a letdown. It's a. It's, I'm, I'm sorry, Scott. Yeah. I, I like you don't you don't get to see a movie seven times the first time you see it, and it's a letdown when you get to the end and you're like, oh. That this could have been really badass, but no, they they're they're trying to make me say no. I was tricked all along, right? And it's not a good feeling. I don't think it. I uh, I disagree. I felt I thought it was a great twist, and I think it works. And I, even before repeated viewings, I was like, oh no way! Because what a great way for the bad guy Gary Oldman, who's just delicious as always in this, yeah, right. Um, to have the book, str- can't get it open because of the damn key. Doesn't have the key. <laughs> And but he's sure he's got it. He has the he has the book. It's so finally it's in his hands, and he gets it home and says, "Tom waits, get your keys. Let's get this thing open." Yeah. And he finally cracks it, and then the reveal that it's all Braille. I didn't see coming. I had no idea. I thought, oh, it's a fake yeah, book. I'm, of course you, of course you didn't see it coming. I mean, that, that's, huh? that's the that's the part <laughs> that's the part that dis, that that's the part that dissatisfies me about this movie is that it's neither dissatisfying. Or satisfying. If this movie had a, picked a lane and went, oh, I'm going to leave you feeling totally disturbed. I'm like, cool. I don't, I don't mind that. Or if it says, I'm going to make you feel totally satisfied. I'm cool with that too. This movie is just like, here's a bunch of hanging threads. Goodbye. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, right. I don't like that feeling. I don't like yeah. a bunch of hanging threads. That's it's, not a, a satisfying feeling. It's, mm. it's also, it's also, you got to put it in its proper perspective. Now, here's I'm here. I'm trying to build it back up again. This came out in 2010, yeah. and we have seen so many things, so many movies and, and TV series. Up against Avatar that, at the time, by the way. Good yeah. luck. Oh, We've yeah. seen uh, 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 Inception came out around the same time as this movie. Yeah, um, 2010, both 2010 films. In fact, 2010 oh, was the same year The Walking Dead premiered. You know, we're talking, we're we've, talking. We've those, seen yeah. so many things yeah. that, that use all sorts of things this movie was trying to put together and use them better. 
And so it's not, it's just not fair, right? Like, yeah. like yeah. he's got his iPod and his music. Well, I'm watching this after having seen Should Guardians of Zune. the Galaxy movies. And I'm like, right. oh yeah, r- real great Star-Lord with your iPod. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, that's not fair. Mm. This movie this came first. It should have been a Zune, by the way. It should have totally been a Zune. It should have right? been a Zune. Because it was Beats by Dre. And so if it was an yeah. iPod, she should have been using those long white, stri- you know, the uh, the white. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. came with her. He should have been using One it. thing they're not clear about is... A, what year this is in, or B, what year the calamity happened? It's supposed to we be or what uh, the calamity 20, was. For yeah. that right, it's supposed to be twenty forty, is best I could tell. And but that's only because I know a little bit about the script mm. and the before times that they never really shot. Um, but he worked at Walmart, uh, even though Denzel Washington says in an interview he worked at Kmart. The original script and one of the props that was made for the movie. And you can find online for sale was Eli uh, Walmart badge. Oh, no way. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So it's supposed to be 2040, but that's not really revealed in the movie. So if it's 30 years later, then he's – what year is that? That's uh, – 2040. That's no, what I said. No, no, no. I'm yeah. saying 20, th- 2010 years, was – 2010. So this, this so this is supposed to be 40 years after the year the movie comes out, basically. Right, because twenty thirty years after the or thirty, sorry, yeah, yeah, right, okay, that's fine. That works for me. That works in my head because you know you'd have you'd find old shit like that's already old. That iPod, Um, that would have been old in twenty ten. But you know, finding that and figuring out how to keep it charged thirty years later, (laughs) um, it's 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 a creative. You know, thing, but and there were things like that all scattered throughout this movie that I just I just had to smile. Like, don't don't take this the wrong way. Everybody's got really cool freaking sunglasses, and that makes no sense. (laughs) They all had to wear it right. They all had to guess right. So, like, just like enjoy that. Enjoy that they somehow the the asteroid that hit Earth wiped out a lot of stuff, but not sunglasses manufacturing for some reason. Those those all those all made the the case or made the uh, right the the, the, the switch. Well, and it says there's some of the stuff I read says well he's got to wear those because he's got to. He's got to kind of keep up the the illusion that he's not blind to everybody, right. that he can. But then again, he's taking him off and talking to the engineer slash Tom Waits and looking pretty normal in there. Well, um, and and they make they make it pretty clear that everybody wears sunglasses all the time because outside. like the the sky is brighter or yeah. something. Yeah. There's a there's a, there was a hole. We he says one time that they 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 whipped, ripped a hole in the sky. They imply that it was a nuclear war. Uh, but then, like I said, they also ripped a hole in the sky somewhere or another. I'm not sure exactly mm. what all goes there, but yeah, the idea yeah, that you the, tore the, the you, craters and yeah, and you yeah. Tore, if you tore the the ozone layer to shreds, you basically you know now you're now the sun is your all lethal the UV. thing. Yeah, yeah, you just right. all die from it. Nothing lives. No plants can survive. That sort of thing. And no, and no, uh, no outdoor cats except for hairless ones that nobody cares if you eat them. <laughs> yeah. like, I love that fact. By the way, that yeah. was like. I was like so happy that they were like, I was like, no way they're going to kill that cat. And I'm like, I'm like, but so Brian, I'm concerned about yeah. it, but other people aren't. They don't care because he's not fluffy. He's not fluffy. <laughs> right, right. And exactly. So you might, you might recall a couple months ago, I, uh, we watched a movie. I don't remember which movie it was, but we watched a movie and I came along and I was like, you know what? My wife had to leave. There was a, some, some, some rape scene in here that was like, it was way too, it was way triggering. And, and right. like, uh, I was, I was asking around and I asked on like Reddit on the, 
uh, film sack subreddit like how can we figure out this kind of thing in advance like i haven't seen this movie mm. i don't know anything about this movie how can i know if there's going to be something like that makes people like you know want to want to leave and yeah. not watch the rest of the movie mm-hmm. and uh i found a website called does the dog die mm. Okay. And this website, this website answers uh, every kind of question like that about every movie. Like it's, you know, it's like, does the dog die? Is there violence toward any other animals? What kind of violence is it? What, you know, like, is there, is there a rape scene? Is there an implied rape scene? And so on and so on and so on. And uh, so I was looking at this website while I was watching Book of Eli and like, very, it's the first thing that happens in the movie is they kill a cat and they, and they kill a cat. And they, I thought, I, as I'm watching the scene, I'm thinking, yeah, but they're just going to imply that he shoots the cat. No, right. no, no, Show no, no, you sweet cat getting shot. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's a hairless cat because that was easier for them to depict. Sure. The, the, easier the, for 3D animation to not have the, to do fur, right? <laughs> or the model or, or the model, like they made, they made a, a fake model, like right. a sure, wooden right. cat or something. And sure. shot it, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but, that's a, but nobody, but was it listed? I'm, I want to know oh, if yes, it's it was, on the website. It's, abso- it's absolutely it's considered the big controversial part okay, of the movie. Okay. Like it starts oh, wow. with the most controversial thing, and we get to the raping later, which is funny. Right. You know, like seriously, it's funny that it gets to it later. Not that that itself right. is funny. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 we don't. Way, yeah, to keep your emails uh, to your sides. Uh, we're not right. saying that one. We're we're, we're, yes. we're commenting on the irony of the priority here. That's all. Right. So that that thing that he impels that cat, cat with do you oh god it was just so huge i'm like kind of the crossbow looking arrow i mean i guess he's yeah. he's just basically using his own bow and arrow kind of more like a crossbow sideways with yeah the, maybe he didn't want to skewer it later and he's like i'll just i'll go ahead and put I'll it on the stick it now, now. Yeah. i'll just i mean right. wouldn't you but, want you'd want a hairless cat because you don't have to pick any of that fur yeah, out i saw exactly. they saw the other cat yeah. in the bar and i went well you ain't gonna eat that one that one's furry and and that and him shooting a, a bird out of the sky later are the are the it's a vulture too, right? Those are the two reasons, the two biggest reasons, as far as I can see, that this yeah. guy has partial vision. I think, and I think that's actually a, a better story for me as as an audience that he he is not fully one hundred percent blind. He is like, you know, he's blind, he's like legally like, blind, yeah. right? Yeah. He looks I'm like he's got blind. Yeah. Yeah. he looks I, like I, he's got cataracts on his eyes at the end. So it's kind of like I couldn't figure out what they were trying. Here, to right. Here's like, what they should have exactly. done, in my opinion, if they wanted to make that a little less obvious or whatever i think the virtue the the vulture kill was actually him not looking at the vulture and so that looked like a blind guy doing a trick that's supernatural but still you know he's well he said he said he said do you hear that yeah yeah. and then he shot it and then he did this weird dance where he like looked at the ground moved a direction and then shot the arrow up in the air and it killed it which again i don't care how sighted or blind you are nobody's (laughs) pulling that off but i think they were still trying to you know hide the fact that he was was blind i was like what I'm saying is, is that they could have the way that they could have solved that for some people probably is said he wasn't blind, but he knows Braille and right. he right. maybe but he taught Braille not- before or something. So because he's like the only guy that knows Braille and maybe that woman, maybe just or Jennifer Beals does as well. Yeah. But but, you know, that makes him more valuable than the book because he can read the book and nobody else can. And then he's memorized it, but, blah blah blah. But right. you know, they could have done that, and then made him sighted, and maybe. But, then, wouldn't but that complain. strips away the supernatural element of being guided by a hand, right? Yeah, I, sure. I liked I actually liked that part. That? I liked the fact, uh, yeah, I liked the fact that he was being guided by something. But it was not a, it wasn't a singular god. It was like 
something is guiding him, and but it also guided somebody to bring other religious texts like the Quran and different texts. Sure. And it's like, I, yeah. So, I have a, well, I have a I question get, for you then. Yeah. I, I want to. I want to ask yeah. this question. I want. I want to hear three three answers. Um, <laughs> well, they're all going to be the same. Oh, that's fine. That's fine if they're all the same. But imagine <laughs> if if the story in this movie had been written that he's he does have a Bible and it is readable. But it's in Latin. Mm. The the every right. every word on every page is in Latin because the original book of Eli that this is kind of referencing, not at all referencing, it's a twelfth century historical record of England. Yeah. Uh, the book of Eli, the old one, is written in Latin. And yeah. so like three hundred years ago, if you wanted to read the book of Eli, you needed to learn Latin. <laughs> right? You had to right. you had to translate it. And like what if He's sighted, it's fine, or, or he's like losing his vision, but that, that, that's not the relevant thing here. And the book is still not readable by Gary Oldman and his henchmen because it's in Latin. Sure. And, and also Gary Oldman's dying, so he's going to die before he, he ever learns how to read this damn thing. Yeah. And, and, and get, uh, in, over in Alcatraz, you know what I'm saying? Like they, uh, Eli himself is translating from Latin to English because he knows that. You could language. have done that, yeah. You totally could have what, done that. Would that have Would that have been okay to you? Would no, you have- no. I still prefer what okay. they did, but but I but I think it's for movie reasons, and I and I will acknowledge that it's a it's a it's a, a less intellectual path to take by going oh he was blind because that seems massive to our small brains we go whoa no sight at all how did he do all the things that he did we would lose all of that if it was just oh he translated yeah the wonder yeah i'm asking i'm asking if you lose all of that nonsense and make a better movie that makes more sense (laughs) you know what i mean that's that's the problem we're all trying we're not trying to tear the movie down because i think we all kind of at least found some way to enjoy the movie but it does feel like it just falls just a little bit short of being fantastic. And I, I think freaking it's represented love it. in the score. You, you, you listen, this is a cool, this is a really cool movie. And as much as, you know, whatever, I'm on record as, uh, for loving Waterworld for for no good reason. Like, no, uh, Waterworld's a good movie. I, I, I leave Waterworld, Waterworld feeling what? like I wouldn't mind having gills and living in Waterworld. That'd be fun. <laughs> I think Waterworld's a better movie than Book of Eli. Absolutely. Oh, really? Whoa. Interesting. Yeah, agreed. Hold on agreed. I, I would definitely put Book of Eli above Waterworld. Uh, I think You'd I would wrong. too. I, I think I'm a divot on that. Like I, I, and I want to, and I like, I can lay out all of my factors, right? When I watch a movie, there's all these things that go into it. Book of Eli has an incredible score. Like, it's the best thing. Dunaway just brought so up the score. I yeah. I can't get over uh, Atticus Ross. Atticus Ross is awesome. I don't know why that dude yeah. has to hitch his wagon to Reznor so much. Do your own damn music. I, I yeah. feel like they've kind of gone their separate ways in terms of like making music. Oh, like have they? And 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 uh, you know he won the Oscars and uh, other awards for Social Network. I think this is better than the Social Network. I do score. too. But again, yeah, this I, is him. Yeah. This is him on his own, not with uh, Reznor. Where his Social Network was with Reznor. Most of the ones you know him from are from Reznor or with his, you know, his partnership with Reznor. And, and, I'm, and I'm not saying those are bad. Those are all amazing scores. Like, I think it's an incredible uh, collaboration. But this really stands out. And I don't know why we don't just hear about Atticus Ross more often as the singular uh, score maker I, for films. It's less than uh, and, and, and TV series. Like, he's recently uh, done the music for Dr. Death. And it's real good, guys. Yeah, like, I heard seriously. that was good. Um, in fact, oh, I was just looking. So on Apple Music and Spotify, the number one. So they always have their top songs that get played the most. Yeah, yeah. Atticus Ross's 
top played song is Panoramic from Book of Eli, which is kind of the intro yeah. thing with that yeah. weird like haunting. Well, here, you know, it's yeah, so I good. loved it. I was like, oh, am I watching Blade Runner? Yeah, listen to this stuff. And you get that weird like. Let me skip the head along. That weird, creepy, like right. yeah, so Blade Runner, so droning. Yeah. So, ha- so having said that, I love this. I, I want to, I want to just make it clear. I feel like the score is better than than the movie deserves. Like it's like mm-hmm. it's like the Dragonheart score, where you're like, oh, that that oh. should have been that should have been on like Planet <laughs> Earth. You know what right. I'm saying? That yeah. this this score for this movie should have been on something being narrated by, uh, uh, you know. Uh, Attenborough, Attenborough. And, <laughs> yeah. and and it should have been you know what I mean like it's so much better and and they try really really hard Hughes Brothers go all out to make this movie look as great as it sounds yeah it's beautiful you know? it's beautiful some people don't like how blue it is or uh, how mono- monochrome it is but I think it actually works pretty well yeah I think it, it works pretty yeah. well for yeah. me too as well and it makes sense yeah. in the in the context of of how the atmosphere has Right, that kind of does play up into the just the uh, uh, what the sky might be causing the yeah. world to look like for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it had just kind of a I don't know that bleakness is important for a for a movie like this, but also I think stylized bleakness is better than just bleakness. And this is all mostly By filmed the way, in um, Din- New Mexico, which is perfect for this sort of yeah. dead desert stuff. It's really good. Yeah, and Denzel Washington just I I think just nails this he's such a badass in this and he had to lose weight for this because remember before this he was like pelham one two three wasn't that like the movie right before this yeah where he was like a he was a chunky yeah and so this time he had to be like (laughs) i haven't eaten in a week except for cat yeah it says he shed 50 pounds for the role that seems like a lot yeah that seems like a lot also learned he's the son of a minister i think i knew that at one point in time i forgot about that so i thought that was an interesting take on Mm -hmm. yeah how he could He's also I, co-producer on this, this, which makes me think work. the fact I that he's agree. co-producing I, probably is something. He probably attached. He probably liked the themes. Is my guess. Yeah, yeah. You know? right. yeah. I, I agree. He was great, but wouldn't you love to see other people? Like, there's so many other people that came to mind for me while watching. It's like, really? Just imagine 2010 Idris Elba in this role. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Sure. Yeah. With his, right. you know, with his voice. But and you the needed way the speaks. age. You needed the aged guy. You needed somebody who who yeah. is playing 50 or so who at 20 had the cataclysm and went blind and spent the last 30 years, you know, doing this. And he's a little bit rusty and crusty. And I think it's, I don't know. I can't actually picture it with too many other people. I can't either. Denzel Washington is locked in as Eli to me. He's just 100%. Yeah. I thought he was great. And Mila Kunis, just about the entire casting was just, was perfect. She's great in this. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was the first time I saw her and went, Oh, you're better than that '70s show crap. This is good. Yeah, yeah. What's <laughs> really? one of her first? Right. Yeah, because 2010. Oh, she really was. 2010 was pretty like, early again, for that. I, I never saw this. I, I really didn't even know she was in it until last week. What? I oh. and uh, <laughs> like she was fine, but I I was thinking like this is a great casting. She does. She plays her role just fine, but um, she's just got, she's so much more dynamic than this. You know, like mm. uh, like I. I don't know. I think I was I ready for the book of Solara myself. I was like, well, I, that, it, but I was like, yeah, easily yeah, could have been a sequel. Right? That's the easily. other yeah. thing. She's yeah. just, she's just a pile of tropes up until the very end. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Just when we're about to actually, you know, unravel right. all of uh, all the possibilities of that character. We're, at, we're, we're done. Yeah. I mean, as the, as written, sure. She's a little tropey, but I think, I think she did a really good job and I don't, you know, black swan was the same year. So she was just having a good year. Yeah. That year, um, good year. I don't know. I 
I really liked her in this. And I could have totally gone for a sequel. And they ended up making enough money they could have. I don't know why they didn't, but... Uh, I would, I mean, I would have we were that. kind of we were kind of burnt out. I mean, we just had Legion. I mean, the whole theme was just like, okay, that whole year we're, was we're like, about to take a turn. Yeah, that whole year was yeah. very apocalyptic. Like I said, Walking yeah. Dead premiered that year and did so with a lot of acclaim, and everybody was really stoked about it. But we were about to head down like a path of all right, world-ending concepts. Get ready. Here we yeah. go. And then you know, you might even argue that by the time we got to Fury Road, we were probably. We'd probably had it, but then Fury Road right. changed everything. <laughs> it changed everything. It did. Uh, I was going to ask Ibit because he's, you know, yeah. our biggest music fan here. Uh, I always like Tom Waits in movies. Uh, oh, yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Dracula and cigarettes and coffee and yeah. Yeah, he's great. I just saw he's his great. face and went, oh, yeah, music he's- fan. He's a guy that I did not like musically until I started hearing covers of his songs and appreciated the lyric writing and then kind of went back to his music to say, okay, you know what? Now I, now I fully it, appreciate it. It's his, kind of like his, Bob Dylan. Yeah, his vocals yeah, are kind yeah, of off-putting, yeah, yeah. aren't they? His and that like, should mm. not be so controversial to say out loud. People lose their minds when yeah, you say, right. you know what? Bob Dylan was a great songwriter, not a great performer. Oh my God, it's okay. Oh, geez, it's okay yeah. that he <laughs> that he couldn't he couldn't live up to in the studio. You know, he couldn't do right. what sure. his brain was coming up with. You couldn't do it justice. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah, that's okay. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. It's, it's okay. totally fine. It happens. Yeah. It's totally fine. I like I do like that quote uh, that that Johnny Cash quote, the Folsom Prison thing. I thought that was great. Nice. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. And the fact that he's really into music and he loves that song he's playing in that house while he's eating mm-hmm. cat and feeding the rat cat. And, <laughs> the Al Green song. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Like there yeah. was some nice, nice texturing there with music, I thought, uh, you know, to, to make it seem less like, oh, this isn't just, you know, uh, future Jesus. This is, this is a dude who had a life before and likes <laughs> what he likes and is yeah. who he is, but he feels very compelled to see this thing through. And whether or not you're a viewer who's going, well, yeah, clearly he's being divinely uh, directed, or else he wouldn't be able to, you know, survive. Or the 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 gunshots from the bad Punisher wouldn't have missed him, and things like that. But <laughs> <The> bad Punisher, <laughs> yeah. he was a terrible Punisher. But uh, Ray Stevenson. Yeah, Ray Stevenson. Yeah, Ray I, I like that actor fine. a lot, but that yeah. Punisher movie he was in was really bad. It's uh, there, is a, there, no, there, there is one uh, one series of missed shots too many in this movie, and that that thing out in the street where he's he's got a pistol and yeah. there's like seven guys shooting. I'm sorry, no, yeah. that doesn't. Bang, 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 and then, yeah, they're all just sitting yeah. there going, "Whoa, oh wow, he's just shooting everybody around us." Yeah, oh, yeah, no. and you could, I guess, uh, you that, could see that. Not scene. only was that. Go ahead, Greg. Go ahead. No, you. Go I was going to say, not only was that gun loaded. It was really loaded. I was I was trying not to count, but I was like one. Yeah, two, I tried not oh to God. count either. Yeah. That may have had fifteen. Uh, that may have had fifteen bullets in it because it's. A, by the way, Ray, Ray Stevenson way better Volstag in the Thor movies than right. uh, than Punisher. Oh hell yeah, he was great in that. Yeah. He's also yeah. really good in uh, Rome. If anyone remembers the old Rome show on HBO, oh, yeah. uh, it's fantastic in Rome. I like that guy a lot. I just mm-hmm. uh, you look at him now, he looks like a he's a total dad now. Look at this guy's face. Yeah, on his yeah. Yeah. Um. Hey, nothing wrong with looking like a dad. <laughs> oh, I like it. Nothing wrong with looking like a dad. Just, uh, cool. I just cool. want to point out, so that was an HK-45, that pistol. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice big, you know, uh, 45 BP. caliber pistol. Yeah. That, that gun, uh, he probably fired about twice as many shots as the gun right. it could, could mm. hold. Mm. I think they just sort of 
uh, they're skipping over artistically him reloading. Mm, and I think right. that's fine. Like, I don't, it was it fine. Doesn't, mm. It doesn't like that doesn't bother me so much as him having perfect aim and no one else has ever practiced using their weapons. Sure. Right. You know, sure, sure. I, I sure. think that's just usually I ignore the count. I mean, I don't usually, I usually ignore the count on guns because it's just like, eh, what's the point we've, we've established a movie that, you know, all guns shoot more than they really can hold. But I think the fact that they kept implying there was no bullets at all. So I was like, right, okay. It was such a shortage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe oh. he's probably got at least two or three. Now he's just letting these things fly like he has, like, you know, unlimited bullets. Yeah, like, but he didn't miss anybody. So, you he know, yeah. he's getting his bang no. for his buck, I suppose. And, like, I, and, and look at what and some of those guys. Literally. Some of those guys. One of, them, one of those guys is using an AK-47. One of those guys has an, an FN paratrooper. These are great. These are guns that you kill people with easily. Mm, like even if you're right. not that good, <laughs> and it just like that. That was just that one thing too many. Like I wish uh, Witta had come up with a better way for Eli to get out of town mm. than that. Yeah. It's just something yeah. about it. Well, I mean, it was it was it was totally to let us know that you know it's like okay, there's something a little supernatural going on here. That, yeah, which and, this, I, and he's actually blowing yeah. he's blowing Ray Stevenson's mind because he's like oh. Maybe this guy really is special. Maybe there is. I, mean, I really I mean, like his so arc, important. even though he barely says anything. I think Ray Stevenson's character arc is super oh, interesting because he goes from yeah, like he, ruthless turd bag, you know, crony to kind of like not sure about things and weirdly protective of Mila yeah. Kunis. And then in the end, he's like, no, nah, this knife's in me. I'm not killing you. I'm just going to step out of this car and let the sun take me. Yeah. I'm done. I'm out. Like there's something yeah. about he got that. Out really so like. that Gary Oldman, so Carnegie wouldn't follow her, right? Because yeah. that was like you know, he's kind of Gary Oldman's character. Carnegie He's kind of loyal. So he's probably going to follow him if, if he stays with, so he maybe, gets out. Maybe that may be in part. I didn't think of that at the time, but yeah, that's a yeah. good point. And, and, and speaking of, of weapons, man, uh, when they, when they, uh, get trapped in this farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere. Oh yeah. A lot, lot of George things. And Martha. A lot of things don't make sense. A lot, <laughs> lot of things don't make sense. What do you mean like understand. the pull out couch with guns in it? I don't know. Hey, not just, got... not just Dumbledore, but the woman who was head of the, uh, the, the, she was the giant with all the, Francis. yeah. Yeah. De La Tula. There it is. De La, De La Tula. Yeah. Yeah. De La Tula. That was pretty cool. I, at first I forgot it was Michael Gambone and, and he barely said anything in the beginning. He's just standing there right. looking dopey. And I went, oh, it's freaking Dumbledore. Gosh, dang it. Look at him. Yeah. Eating so people. The, <laughs> the sequence that follows is a trope. It's like called the, uh, it's a trope of like the, dra- drastically, the over, drastically overpowered attack. Yeah. Right. Like right. where, where they bring, they somehow bring all the weapons in the universe down on you. Yeah. Shock they got the off. Gatling gun in the back of the uh, armored there, vehicle. There's two things that really stand out. One is Ray Stevenson has an RPG. That's just hysterical yeah, to me yeah, because yeah. it's like, what, what is he doing with this thing? Like, it's also kind of clean. It's, it's, it was a like, little, it was a little too clean. I expected like a rusty old yeah. dirty and especially the guns in the couch. How are these things in such good shape? Right. right everything right, else has gone it, to shit. Yeah. They uh, lube it with uh, with crappy tea. Yeah. <laughs> and then the and then the, the Gatling gun is uh, is built into the back of a bread truck, and these uh, these guys who are operating it look like they are right out of Mad Max. Like oh, yeah. it's yeah. like it's like the movie was like, can we just have a little nod to Mad Max here? Because that's they are yeah. just so <laughs> totally they have no business being in this movie. If you have that gun, why are you even like I don't even know. Like you have that gun, you get to rule. 
You, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you're the guy. You're, yeah. the, yeah. Turn, it, turn it on here? those guys. You're the new Carnegie. Now you're in charge of yeah. everything. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys yeah. noticed one of those guys. Well, I guess it was one of the car, uh, the hijackers on the on the on the freeway or when he was fighting those guys. One of them has the most amazing IMDb photo. This guy's name is oh, Richard yeah. Citrone, oh. and he's got some kind <laughs> of Richard Citrone. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. Look at that hijacker. Man. Yeah. Woo. And he's right. still working. The good guy's born sixty one. That makes him what? Like sixty. Or sixty to, to one or two, still working. Yeah. He did. He was That's he was Ben Affleck's stunt double in the Justice League last year. He was nice Mandalorian so stunt performer. This guy's like huge and everything you've ever seen. And he, now, and, yeah. I don't know why his face is a is an alien face, but whatever. What about uh, you know second runner up for best IMDb photo? Uh, Tom Corey Williams, who's got maybe the best CPAP mask I've ever seen. Let's see here. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. good lord, Tom Corey Williams. Yeah, what's he got there? So yeah, a lot I, of. I don't know. I don't know. What's oh, it's an axe. It's just an thing. axe, but it's held out in front of him, right? Yeah, oh, is that that's the, cool the way he's holding it. I can't tell. No, it's on his face. No, You're it's right. on his face. Yeah. It's on both sides of his ears. Like, uh, yeah, what is that? Does it say? Oh. Well, maybe not. It's his his Taurus World Stunt Award for best work with a vehicle in uh, Jason Bourne. So he really is just holding this thing perfectly, <laughs> this award, to make it look like his head is part of the award. That is the coolest yeah. award ever, though. It, it almost Lord, looks like a, like a Slave One-looking, Star Wars-looking <laughs> shit. Yeah, that is totally, wicked. Yeah. Weird. Egyptian-looking. Uh, Love it. Yeah, lots yeah, of stunt if you people. You Google just the Taurus World Stunt Award, you see that it's just uh, you know a dude with wings, but yeah it's, <laughs> it's huge too it's a huge award like that's awesome size-wise. so uh yeah like we i, I just want to just a tiny little shout out in this, that regard the all the street performer people or the street performer the the action stunt people uh and denzel himself all doing those stunts themselves there was a lot of after effects thrown in for blood and head, headlessness and all that but he trained for that shit and that always impresses me yeah. when an actor's like yeah i'll, I'll do it like yeah, even the, though the, yeah the sequence that blew my mind is uh when we have Solara uh suddenly she's turned she's she's been uh she's been captured barely uh, barely escapes being uh raped and and beaten because of a Deus Ex Machina and uh the next day she barely escapes uh being blown up in a house and so like she has decided I'm going to I'm going to take matters in my own hands and she fights back with a grenade against a truck mm-hmm. and that right. whole that whole little thing like it's it's over in 3 seconds but what they pack into what you see with her out in the street and they're attacking her and she throws that grenade and then she runs to save herself from the exploding truck and everything. I know that's a stunt woman. I'm just saying amazing, yeah. an amazing, yeah, sequence. An incredible sequence. It yeah. was really good. All that stuff was great. I don't know, man, this movie's awesome. I just really like it. And I know there's problems. I know that, you know, like Waterworld, there's all sorts of stuff you could pick at it, but I love the world building. I love the thematic stuff. It makes me want a sequel. Cause I know that, you know, there's nothing but unrest outside of that damn island. And right. how are you going to deal with that? Like, this is the other problem. You restore historically important religious texts, okay? And now you've got them all on your shelf in there. So Clockwork yeah. Orange is walking around looking at all his cool shit. <laughs> and Malcolm McDowell, right? yeah. And so he's super excited about it, and that's great. Great. We're restoring history of humanity. It will help us rebuild, blah, blah, blah. But there is a massive power vacuum. And yeah. there's it, more story here to tell because there is no happy ending there. There's going to be gnarly right. shit down the road. This, this, the, the, 
the book as a weapon and it is in the fact that the scarcity of the Bible or the book in this movie um, makes it stand out. Otherwise, we're just yeah. I, I thought about this. Too, I was like, oh, I would love to see a TV series based on this. I'm like, eh, how did it really, really vary from any other freaking thing? The only angle you really got here is that it, you know, the scarcity of the book and the power of the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how do you go any further beyond? Yeah, how that? do you do much more than that? I mean, that is the story yeah. they were telling, but I I don't know, I'm interested yeah. in what happens next. I do think that Malcolm McDowell should have big gnarly knuckles now though, because he wrote a lot. <laughs> right? Don't you think just big gnarled up freaking arthritic nightmare knuckles? That's what he should have after yeah. writing the yeah. writing the Bible, handwriting the entire Bible. Right, right. And apparently right. the Quran and four other texts, you know, four other giant books. <laughs> right. My god. Eli, could we take a break, please? Uh <laughs> Right. stacks but, of books or pages that was yeah and that and that also illustrates something because i didn't think a lot about it but i'm like oh my god look how big the book is he's writing and then think about braille braille is not they don't have like tiny text in braille no. braille no. is a very complex language mm-hmm. and it requires a lot of space because you got to have the room to fill the separation in it no. and i'm like yeah he's only got like Genesis in that book. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's like the first volume. Yeah. 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 Uh, (laughs) Yeah, there was something that I saw about uh, the size of what a a Braille or how big a Braille Bible would have to be. I mean, you you can, and it's actually, it's actually about the size of the huge book that they end up putting on the shelf at the end. Oh, is it? Look it up. Oh, no, it's bigger than that. Way bigger than that. Uh, Yeah, I would assume because you got to spread that shit out. Those books, not only the pages. Here's the photo. Here's the photo. Yeah, your fingers aren't going to be able to read a, you know, 11 point print in braille this thing is the size is probably uh oh what's up with that crap i don't know what's your weird uh image what are you doing freaking reddit reddit you get it oh yeah yeah, reddit links you gotta cut it you gotta pull them out or else they suck you over there that's their deal they totally do hold on a second here we go i did like the the turn that jennifer bill's character took because she went from being powerless and helpless to Uh, to having all the power. Sorry, all the power. Oh, that's the Braille the book. That is hilarious. That's the actual size of what the uh, the Braille Bible, Braille Bible would, is. Would that is yeah, a Braille can, Bible right there. Is what that you is. You can't you can't even fit that in the trunk of a car. <laughs> right. But the good news is you wouldn't have any trouble finding it. Wow. Right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, you'd never lose your Braille Bible. I'm telling you. Yeah. Right. I think you need you the large, uh, the, uh, the audible.com version of the Bible. Yeah. I think the listening, put that on the iPod. That's what you should have is the audio version. <laughs> well, that's of the Bible. why I didn't understand. Cause I was like, I was like, this is 2010. He had an iPod. Surely you must've downloaded a digital copy. At this point we should have digital copies of the Bible. There's no way you could have. What an incredible twist to ending that, that would have been if the <laughs> right. book was completely blank or if it was Harry Potter or something in the end. Gary <laughs> Oldman is like, what no and and dude is turning over his ipod to that's what i wanted to see god that would have been that so would have been better. pretty great but i don't like the idea see when i first originally saw the movie i thought oh this book's going to be blank and that's going to bug me because that means yeah, he has two yeah. books or something. i thought it could be blank too and i was yeah. going to be annoyed by that so i actually prefer that they didn't do that um but i take your meaning i think it would have been you know it would have been at least interesting to say you know the entire thing is here transcribe it i'm gonna go lay right. in a weird sheet with my shaved head and die you know like that that's how they could have handled all that but it, <laughs> I, did, I, I did love hate that they you know they made him they into him the, a kind they of gave, a they gave him the treatment at the end yeah it's the like monk. okay we're shaving your head and yeah. we're putting you in white robes yeah you're like some kind of real now he's they're making him a religious deity sort of yeah right. and i think yeah. that's 
I kept saying, that's oh, dangerous. You don't, you don't do that. Yeah. This is where we get don't in trouble. It, the minute you give the Pope a giant hat with diamonds on it, we're all effed. <laughs> you know, got to stay yeah, humble. Got to stay and humble. That's the, I think that's the beauty of this movie. It, it, it raises those things without beating you over the head with them. Yeah, it, right. it, it, and it raises a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. It raises a yeah. lot of things like it just barely even touches on how desperate these people are and how they've organized their whole society around a water pump. You know, mm-hmm. like it just barely, yeah. it just shows you that. And you're like, whoa, I'm interested. No, nope, we're moving on back to the bar. We're going to push cat. Like, oh, it's too bad. Like that, because I, there's so much interesting thing there. And I like it that the movie doesn't, you know, doesn't take it very, very far. Right. Like yeah. when he, when he gets imprisoned at, for a little while, like he's imprisoned in a room over the yeah, bar, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And there's a person outside, but then they're like sending women to him. And I'm like, what's this about? What's, how do they, what are they? I heard earlier that someone was being rewarded with women. Like what? What? Mm-hmm. They, and it doesn't tell you. It just raises the idea. Yeah, I, my favorite kind of uh, storytelling is just paint me a tiny corner of the photo and let me build the rest of my head. I actually really like that. Yeah, so yeah I don't I have like a. Th- this movie did a pretty good job of that. A lot of it's on the nose, but you know, my uh, the reason I love Waterworld isn't its awesome plot or its amazing performances or any of that. It's Waterworld's because fun is crap, man. It's because Waterworld's like an amazing Waterworld. concept. It's just this great yeah. concept, and it builds this world that I want to know more about and spend it, more time in. And yeah, and it, it moves away. along. It's got a good pace. Is it moves? It answers enough questions. It doesn't ask too many questions. It. And when you get done, you feel satisfied, and that's mm-hmm. what I love about Waterworld. Over and I, I hope Eli. that that's the that's the reason Dunaway and I are saying that Waterworld's a better movie than Book of Eli. Waterworld has some fun. It has some. It, there are moments where it winks at either at you or the characters wink at each other. And Book of Eli is just so serious, you know, and, and everything feels so dangerous all the time, and it never lets up, you know. Mm-hmm. Except just, when Martha's the, drinking her right shaky tone. tea <laughs> <laughs> and listening to her uh, flick the beans yeah, song. But that's the right tone, right? I mean, Waterworld would not work with this kind of tone, and Book of Eli wouldn't work with the Waterworld-style tone. Those are the right tones for, for these two movies. And, yeah. and, and the having, tone part is actually the part, the, the mood of this yeah. movie is the thing I love the most about it. I can, I can watch a whole movie almost just essentially just based on mood. That's the reason why I love sucker punch and you guys probably hate it because i'm like yes I, it's just a mood <laughs> all the way through it's just it's a freaking music video yeah it is i a mean music it's video. just yes like, it is all the way through yes. and i that's what i like about this but it should have been more of a music video. having having only seen bits of that uh <laughs> yeah sucker punch i still think we should do it here we should watch it. oh i think yeah. we should too oh, totally i think it would be a great opportunity for Brian to defend it. Yeah. Really. I yeah. want to hear uh, yeah. I want to hear your full defense in a courtroom setting of that movie. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. And once again, I it's all gonna be you, your at honor. the end of the day, it's all gonna be about opinion. I mean, there's yeah, no of you can't, of course you can't factually yeah. say, Well, the story structure was like this and this. You're not gonna win that com- well, that, sure. that conversation. Hey, is, am I a weirdo for thinking that every time Jennifer Beals is in anything, they should dump water on her while she's on stage somewhere? <laughs> I feel like you I still need to watch Book of Boba Fett where they do that. God, the, uh, she's so good in Book yeah. of Boba Fett. Do they really do that? God, they, is she I didn't even sure recognize her. Yeah, absolutely. I, I forgot. Yeah, she's, yeah, I still haven't it. seen it. I got to watch yeah. that. Um, she doesn't age. So I don't know what's going on there. No, she's, um, I know. Yeah. I don't get it. And, she's uh, in this and, thing, and I'm like, dude, I watched you in like 85 or whatever that was, right. 86. Mm-hmm. How are you still that same person? 
You look now, insane. One of, one of these days, we're going to sack Flashdance, and that was 83. 83? Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah, the only thing that's changed is her hair. That's it. That's it. Yeah, was, she, was she 12? Like, my gosh, she's so, <laughs> she's so she young, young looking. She and was young. I saw her something else on TV recently, uh, the reboot of that gay is queer. What's it called? The L word. That's it. There's a follow up yes. to the L word called here. We are now being lesbians later or whatever it's called. Yeah. I forget exactly what it's called. What it's called yeah. But anyway, mm-hmm. she, she's in that again and she has it. She's the same as she is in this. She looks the yeah. same. Yeah. I'm like, it was yeah. a decade, a decade, magic. Four, 12 years ago. And somehow you look the same. What's going on, man. I, anyway, I think that water, <laughs> I think she's a, I think she's a really good actress. Like it's it's a too. shame that she never got like a big leading performance and in, in anything mm-hmm. like really. I agree. You know? Yeah. Like she's so underused in Book of Boba Fett and it's fine. It's fine. I'm not complaining. Yeah. I'm just yeah, saying sure. like I want more of her. Yeah. Is she play she's Job of the Hut? Who is she? What's her deal? Yeah, she's Job of the Hut. Okay, it. great. She's Job of the Hut. All right. So uh, Job of the Hut. No, then. you need to watch it. You need to watch it to see all the I the, need to see what, it. Yeah, yeah, I don't want nobody. Nobody tell me. I want to know. I'll, I'll watch it. Okay. Yeah. I, um, this uh, uh, <laughs> like, like let's not uh, overlook uh, this movie's uh, like side people. These these uh, hijackers and thugs and henchmen. Oh, yeah, the bikers, so the, the oh, rokers, guys, like, they called them. They're every great, one yeah. of them. Every one of them interesting. It's a it's a Mad Maxian level of detail yeah. on every one of these guys. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I really enjoyed like from the get go, the first time that he walks into a trap and uh, one of them, one of them is like, Oh wow. That's, he could smell us from 30 feet away. Like, Oh, I love you people. Every one of you. No, Every one of them. I can't wait for you all to die. Horrible deaths here (laughs) underneath this overpass. Oh my God. And, uh, the, the, the lady with the shopping carts, it yeah. is the bait. God. She's the ho she's the hojacker is what she is. She's she a hojacker. Yeah. Laura Martinez Cunningham, I think is what her uh name was. But she was uh She's great. She, I don't know what she was always doing. She was always just like I'm like, Are you hung on that cart? Are you what yeah. are you doing exactly oh, no, with that this cart? This cart fell on this my cart legs fell and I can't over. get up. Yeah. Oh, she's very she's do? very good in lots of things. Um Sicario. She was in Sicario, yeah, and she's fantastic I love in Sicario. that. She's really great. Uh, I, she was a very small role, and you'd never recognize her in this because she's just covered in Mm-mm. muck. But uh, I really liked her. her that, in in the moment when she really turns to Mila Kunis's character and says, Lara, she says, you know, she tells her to get out of there. And yeah, that was exactly. just, that no, was emotional. I need a, it's very I need good. a man. I need a man. Uh, you can't yeah. help me. Yeah, it's it's like we women have to stick together even in this whole yeah. St- yeah. This crazy It was amazing world, that yeah. this horrendous that place. Wonderful performance right in the middle of everything else yeah. was great yeah i agree she was really good and i you know the fact that we returned to that little area yeah. uh was not i did i forgot that even happened and i've seen the movie six times totally forgot that we i hated that there. i hated that evan jones which is the one uh the the biker guy that uh comes up to 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 eli in the in the bar oh yeah, no, yeah i would say he's the, the main he's the main henchman yeah, but say. he gets For knocked out and then he's dead, so it's, he's no longer anything. Yeah, he's right? he was not there long. But, he was he was yeah. Cheddar Bob in Eight Mile. Do you remember that? Yes, yes, <laughs> Cheddar right. Bob. He was Cheddar he's, Bob. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's great. He's no, he's Europe great, from. and he's the one that was he was claiming it was his cat, or or he loves that cat. Yeah, coming right. in. yeah that's the now. Guy. Did he? Did he? Did I miss him after that, or was he dead? He was, was killed. That, he was killed. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, because I was like, yeah. 
We're made to <laughs> believe he didn't, he didn't we're die made to right believe away. That when you fight Eli, you die. Like that's the right, that's right. the thing. Like right. in the first fight, in the second fight, in, when he rescues Solara from her captors, everyone who fights against him is wiped. Yeah, and he gives you a yeah. chance. He says he always says, "I don't want any trouble." Yeah, and then they push it. He says, "I, you know, you uh, go I, now, or you're never going to get your own back." I have a very sharp knife. Yeah, a very sharp, very sharp machete. And uh, and I'm gonna cut everything off if you don't leave. And then they never leave. And then he kills him. And it's great. It's righteous so, fury, man. It's fun to and watch. was was anybody else kind of like catching that he was celibate and like wondering what that meant about I his? I don't know that he's. I mean, I think he he just wasn't going to do. I mean, he'd have to be to turn down Mila Kunis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think your see, use of an know. alternate voice is the appropriate thing to do there. That was yes, good. Exactly, right. yes. Uh, Should use that for my uh, hairless cat. Yeah, that's earlier. really good. I'm shaved pushy. You could say it that way. <laughs> nice. Um, oh, yeah. Somehow that makes it worse. Never mind. Yeah, never mind. We take but it now you got to remember, you know, uh, so it's, it's kind of, I didn't think, <laughs> I didn't think he would go f- for Mila Kunis anyway, because I mean, he's from the before time, and they they portray yeah. everybody who is born after that is just being kind of simple, right? Well, and so a lot of them are sick. Uh, yeah, a lot of them messed up. Right, right. They have the shakes. They, I love that. They oh, got the can- well, that's they the, got the cancers. They that's got the, the shakes from the cannibalism. Yeah. They got the. Some of them have like clear cancer balls on the side of their heads from too much exposure <laughs> oh, and cancer balls. <laughs> it's like all kinds of problems. But I mean, in this case I'm, where he, to answer your question, Randy, I think it is just what is the right thing to do? And that's what he's trying to do all the time. No, no, I totally right. agree. I totally agree. And there's also the fact that he's 50 and she's 20. Like, like totally, totally agree. Yeah. I just feel like it, the movie made a point of it that it, it didn't have to. And so I'm questioning what that was about. Like, was, a, It's a, probably one of these tropes right? on that list you always read because I know there's Westerns, for example, where our hero is in a place and the big boss sends a girl up there and she's all, hey, what's going on? Three. And my favorite example. Yeah, and he doesn't that. want to do it. And then there's yeah. something there's – something, um, noble about that you know the yes yes and the trope the trope uh, give me an alert baby the trope is platonic prostitution nice Mm -hmm. i like it that's Mm -hmm. that is platonic prostitution is a really common trope like it's it's in everything from unforgiven to harold and kumar escape from guantanamo bay it is like like a, a really really common thing apparently screenwriters just can't help but write hookers they desperately want to write hookers but they all have a conscience and in the midst of writing a hooker they're like oh but i'm not gonna let her be hurt you know yeah right uh, hooker with a heart of gold thanks yeah <laughs> yeah thanks <laughs> i um, think i think it's a I, I don't know i i have to admit if i was writing a movie I'd be, and it had involved some of these themes i would be tempted to go that direction because i i like mm-hmm. the idea of him I don't want him to be a you know a dirtbag in any part of his life. Right, exactly. Hey, right. I'm going to take a break from hauling this uh, <laughs> Bible across the country to. <laughs> yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat your eat, and then I'll get out of here. Don't worry, everything will be yeah. fine. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about that that's fine, but it is tropey. I feel like I've seen it a million times. And yeah, you yeah, you just sure. said Unforgiven, and that's the one that was in my head. Um, yeah, I always think of 300 when uh, it's Clint, Clint oh, yeah. Eastwood and Unforgiven is like. Uh, the the hooker whisperer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He was. He like, was. Uh, oh, I love that movie. Uh, Gosh dang it. You make me want to watch that movie. Uh, all right. What else? Um, oh, we got a Harry Potter uh, connection uh, party going on here. Got uh, Gambone. Gambone, who plays the current Dumbledore, or the most recent mm-hmm. Dumbledore, I should say. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
uh, Sirius Black, played by Gary Oldman. Oh, uh, yeah. So three, three Potter is yeah. in there. I didn't even think about. Uh, oh, yeah. And Gary then the Oldman. other one, I forgot about her. Yeah. yeah. So three, three Potter uh, alums all hanging out, doing their thing. And they'd already done all that. Potter yeah. They'd already. Oh, no. No. Yeah. Yeah. They had Siri, uh, 20, 2003 Sirius Black right. showed up in uh, the Harry yeah. and Potter and okay. the ankle of monkey my, yeah my search was for uh goblet <laughs> of fire i decided to right. go for goblet of fire and that gets you gary oldman michael gambon and francis delatour there right, you go exactly. all in the same yeah. thing that's pretty great i love that do you think they talked about it on set i think they were all hanging around going yeah oh, sure. that's what they talked sure. about you played in that <laughs> young adult you fiction since harry potter <laughs> I mean, I don't know how actors right. behave when they've seen each other before. Like, are they just a, is it just a friendly, like, oh, hey, I didn't know you're on this project. Yeah, no, no you problem. Know, it's probably like, so. all right, you, you worked at a company for uh, eight months or something, six months, and you see somebody else you worked with. Maybe you, maybe you only worked with them for a couple of days of the company because people are in and out of that place. And you're like, oh, yeah, hey, how's it good to see you again? It's probably yeah. not much more yeah. than that. That makes sense. They have a, they have a whole documentary on this. Do they? Oh, they really? What? How actors act towards each other after? Uh... Yeah, specifically Harry Potter actors. Oh, they, oh, they have, oh. There's the oh. that oh. recent Harry Potter oh, reunion. The HBO Max thing. Yeah, that was yeah. great. That was such a yeah. well done. I want to watch that. Never did documentary thing. Like that's how all those things should be. Yeah, well, I like. I didn't see it, and I heard really good things about it. No. There's especially yeah. there's especially a thing where the younger they give a lot of time to the younger actors who grew yeah. up making these movies and they really just let let them talk and it's like there's a point where you're like wow like I I could see how this could really screw you up mm. and you <laughs> are you are glad for it like there's a, you know what I mean like that yeah. they're saying like I was desperately in love with my co-stars but in a special way that you can only have when you're doing this exact thing yeah. for a, a career at age 14. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Like, like younger than that, they were what, like seven when they started or something in the first yeah. movie, something like that, which it's is crazy because um, mm-hmm. those guys. Oh, what do you think of this? There's some rumor floating around that they want to get Daniel Radcliffe to be the next Wolverine. What do we think about that? Oh, that'd be awesome. Really? Yeah. He definitely looks the part, but he's so short, man. I I don't know. Well, Wolverine's short and and wiry. Yeah, Wolverine's right? short. Yeah, he's, yeah. Logan's a little uh, little dude. Well, he's supposed to be. I mean, Hugh Hugh, Hef- Hugh Hefner. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Hefner. Hugh, Hefner. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Jackman is what I meant. I man, um, I don't he, know if he's, he's got. I guess he's got the look when he's got. He's all shaggy with a. Yeah, and mustache yeah. and stuff. He's got yeah. he's got a real uh, square jaw, right? That's yeah. what you got to have. Seriously, he's got I, little pointy elf ears. Look at that. Mm, got a photo of him now. I could put some big ones on him. Yeah, yeah. I, I have up. I have uh, like met huge huge yakman at a at a like a convention, and uh, <laughs> like he was taller than me. I remember thinking that was a big dude. He is a big um, dude, like a, a big skinny dude, right? Like mm-hmm. that's a yeah. that's a, a particular thing. And I just, I don't know. Dan no, I'm in, like I'm in that camp three. where as much as Hugh Jackman was always in great shape, I've been always been in that camp of that's, that dude is not squat and ripped enough to be the Wolverine in the comics. Because the Wolverine in the comics is like a little stout little piece of, uh, just, he is. you know. But he's like barrel, like he's a, he's stout, stocky, barrel chested kind of thing. And yeah, yeah I don't well, know. I, mean, I see. That, I could kind of see that. I'd that, give it a, I'd that pic, give it a yeah, go. That, that those recent photos, up. and I had not seen these until now. Recent photos of Daniel Radcliffe looking all uh, uh, buff and stuff. Oh, Holy cow! Yeah. All right, 
It's not too he's far He's got off. more hair than I would have thought uh, Harry Potter would have, even though his name is Harry Potter. But <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, uh, I enjoy being corrected by the facts. And uh, I just looked this up. Every site that uh, that references the Wolverine in the comics lists him as being about five foot three. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, dude. I mean, I guess huge, huge yak man is just a, a bad, ca- a bad cast for that one aspect. In a way, yeah. Right. I, I always kind of felt like, dude, this guy's too tall and skinny. This is mm-hmm. not the Wolverine I read about. But, mm-hmm. but then it worked. You know, he was great. I mean, in his in the in the right day, Harvey Keitel would have been the right oh body type God, and shape for dude. for Wolverine. That's a great oh, totally idea. Agree. I'd like nineteen se- late seventies Harvey Keitel. Yeah, yeah. Oh. the taxi driver era Harvey Keitel would have yeah. been perfect casting for Wolverine. That's hilarious. That's about you know no. It was eighties when he showed his wiener. Anyway, what? I've, I I think about this all the time. Um, uh, what was the Paul piano? Newman when he was young? Oh yeah, Paul I, Newman. I could have man. He could have been so good. He would he would have backed out because he was always like he hated anything violent in his movies. He was always yeah. real weird about it. So he probably would have been like, "Nah, I can't do this." But yeah, he had the right, the right look and yeah, build. Right build. Yeah, yeah. it's too made- bad they. It's too bad they didn't. They established Ryan Reynolds as all these other things because Ryan Reynolds. I just want him to be everything, and he's Canadian, and it just I didn't. I, yeah, because he's Canadian. Bad. We should have. <laughs> we should definitely have more Canadians do more things. I I agree with that because they've always been nice. You know, nice bunch of people. Uh-huh. Those Canadians. Uh, do you guys uh, have any guesses as to what grossed me out? This is the first time actually where it wasn't that gross. It's it's an effect or even just a plot it wasn't, point. It wasn't uh, Denzel licking his fingers, finger licking good before he used the KFC wet right. wipe to get right. the uh, the chicken off or the cat off his fingers. No, right. because that to me was uh, in in subsequent viewings. That's like oh, a blind guy would do this. This he'd using right. his other senses, and so that right. that didn't bother <laughs> was me. It- was it the nasty wet naps, wet wet naps that he threw out uh, after washing his crotch constantly everywhere he was going? Is that was <laughs> that was pretty gross. I'll give you that yeah, one. Right. Um, that was real right up there. But the thing that grossed me out the most was when Jennifer Beale said she could smell that dude's leg. Oh, and, yeah. hell yeah, yeah perfect. So foul. Yeah. Oh, mm, God, gangrenous smell. What leg. you cooking over there? Smells Ooh. like gangrene. Yeah. Smells like leg. Yeah. <laughs> smells like rotting leg. Rotting like- man leg. <laughs> If you you have developed the technology to feed and clothe and arm all the people in town, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just pretty sure you've developed some rudimentary medicine. I mm-hmm. just I I don't know. It's just weird that that's that's missing from mm-hmm. their little society. Mm-hmm. You know that guy that was like he became de facto second in command after uh, Ray Stevenson knelt down on the freeway and gave up the ghost. Um, the right. bearded guy. Right. He says, "Hey, we have enough fuel to get back. Do you want to go after?" He's like, "No." And then turn around. That guy, he uh, so familiar to me. I was like, "How do I know this Joe Pingu guy? How do I know this guy?" And oh, so I dug around a little bit. He was in that Station Eleven thing we all just watched. The oh, uh, he was okay. Dieter, uh, one of the actor dudes. Uh, oh. Big big beard on that I guy. That, that. Yeah, show. okay. Dude, Station Eleven is the best thing I saw in 2021. I loved it. Loved it. Talk about your post-apocalyptic. Oh, he was also in Paw Patrol. Whatever. Oh, oh well, hell. That's... <laughs> well, that's where I recognize him from. <laughs> oh, and Godless. He was I love Godless. He's getting that. Anyway. He was in Stumptown. I love that show. Hated it. didn't last more than half a second. Stumptown? Hmm. Never I saw, Stumptown. Never saw any of that. Stumptown. He played somebody called Whale. Mm-hmm. What is a sharp-witted Marine veteran becomes a private investigator in Portland, Oregon, where she takes mm-hmm. care of her brother and has who has Down syndrome. Well, that sounds mm-hmm. interesting. That's a good show. Yeah. 
It's got uh, Kobe, Kobe Smulders in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got the Smulders, the Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. Mm-hmm. It's uh-huh. good stuff. Mm-hmm. Ain't got no gas in it. Sorry, well, well. Both How I Met Your Mother and uh, New Girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, that looked like it was all right. What happened there? They just didn't. Uh, yeah, just couldn't. It couldn't get any uh, viewership. Was it, was ABC it a, couldn't do it? Was it a network thing? Probably That's ABC. Why. Yeah. Oh, there's your problem yeah. right there. Right. Yeah. Speaking of uh, actors in this movie, um, uh, Mila Kunis's next project is a movie called Luckiest Girl Alive. What's that it's based about? on a it's based oh, on yeah. a novel by uh, Jessica Knoll. Mm. Yeah. And uh, co-starring in that movie, Jennifer Beals. Aww. Oh, really? Aww. Mom and daughter back, back together. What if they be talking about Book of Eli? I bet they won't. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> surprising how much... Um, oh, is this the one with um, Adam Sandler's in this or something? No. What no. am I thinking of? No. No, that's uh, not he's, it. He's in everything, but he's not in this... Uh, He's in the trailer for it. Alive. Oh, Scoot McNary's in it, though, and Scoot. Like him. And uh, Connie Britton. Oh, I like Connie Britton. I yeah. do, too. I, I, like, oh. I, I, don't like it. I don't like it when a cast is all I've got for an upcoming movie. Like, yeah, all there's I know. no other information. Mm. It feels like, oh, here we go. A woman in New York who seems to have things under control is faced with a trauma that makes her life unravel. Oh, okay, that's still cool. not a lot. What does that mean? Yeah, yeah. still not a lot. But when the director of a crime it? documentary invites her to tell her side of the shocking incident that took place when she was a teenager at the prestigious Bentley School. <gasps> oh. Yeah. oh, no, a dark truth is revealed. Okay, if, <laughs> if this is accurate, okay, if Jennifer Beals was born in 63, that makes her... 59? 60? One minor. Yeah. Come on, 59. you can do it. Yeah. Okay. Six years older than us. Yeah. So basically, you're almost 60, right? She right. doesn't look 60, and I don't no. see the work. No. Like, I don't, there's not plastic falling off of her. Something's, no. she's a devil Wing lady. Living. She's a Satan. She's from Satan. I don't know what's happened here. What, how did, what deal braille, did she, she make? She kept the Braille book. Yeah, that's true. She did. <laughs> uh, well, good luck to her. Oh, she's in that new uh, Law and Order Organized Crime, which I've been wanting to watch. I hear that's good. Yeah, because that brings back Christopher Maloney, see, and he's uh, he does the organ. It's all mob stories for Law and Order, and I hear it's right here. Yeah, really see, good. yeah, I gotta watch that. See, yeah, see. You guys, I thought I knew everything there was to know about my mom. You know, you got Mother's Day coming up and stuff, so I've been thinking about my mom. But I was really surprised to learn that my mom, who I thought I know knew really well, uh, she tells me the other day that she was doing uh, uh, cheerleading in high school. High school cheerleading. My mother. I didn't know this. How many other stories don't I know? Well, that's where StoryWorth comes in. They're offering $10 off your first purchase at storyworth.com slash filmsack. It's an online service that helps you and your loved ones connect through sharing stories and memories and preserves them for years to come. Every week, StoryWorth emails you or your mom or whoever Whoever you want. I'm all, it's Mother's Day is coming though, right? So we got to do mom stuff. They send a thought-provoking question of your choice from a vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you've never thought of like, what's some of the best advice your mother gave you? Or if you were to do it all over, what would you do differently? This sort of thing. Um, I've really enjoyed reading my mom's answers to those questions. And I've discovered stories and memories I've never heard of before because, well, I'm just simply learning it now because of StoryWorth. So... After a year, this is what's cool. After a year, StoryWorth compiles all these questions and stories and photos and other stuff into a beautiful keepsake book the whole family can share for generations. What an awesome idea. I freaking love this. 
Give all the moms in your life a meaningful gift you can both cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, for a limited time, you can save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash filmsack. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-O, rather, R-T-H. That's storyworth.com slash filmsack to save $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash filmsack. important is it for you to have a really nice lawn this spring and summer think about it ask yourself that question well i'm here to help answer it for you okay because answering things is what i do (laughs) so here's the deal it's hard to imagine but spring's almost here well it is here kind of for some of us some of us are still having a little bit of snow but man it's right around the corner i can smell it here in the salt lake valley so close to feeling that soft grass under your feet but we need to get our lawn back. It's been sitting under snow and junk all year, right? Or all, all winter. Thankfully, Sunday, get your lawn growing and helps to keep it healthy all season long. If you're worried about all those chemicals you're using to keep your yard looking the best, well, traditional lawn care, they lay down 90 million pounds of pesticides each year. That is gnarly. Sunday's different, though. They're on a mission to change how people care for their yards. And uh, that's awesome. You don't have to choose between a beautiful yard and doing stuff that's good for the environment and for your community. Most of us, you know, we might not be thinking about our lawns all winter, but this time, it's time to prep. And right now is the best time to prep ever. For the entire year, you're probably going to have, I don't know, you think you have so much work to do, right? To keep it green and healthy and get it back into shape. Guess what? Sunday takes all the work out of it for you. We've had nothing but great experience with Sunday. They can help you grow a beautiful lawn without the guesswork or the nasty chemicals. Our lawn looked insane last year, and I really have Sunday to thank for it. And it really impressed me. The this, this simplicity of the lawn analysis, how quick that happened. It came in the mail. Uh, all I had to do was just use it. It took me 15 minutes, and I was done. Their custom plans include fertilizer and everything you need to easily care for your lawn with ingredients like seaweed and iron and molasses. Uh, you know, you can feel good about your kids and your pets and stuff out there playing in the yard. Just attach the ready-to-use pouch that they send to a garden hose and spray. And like I say, 15 minutes and I was done. Best of all, this stuff really works. Sunday is offering to our listeners 20% off. Full season plans start at just $129. And you can get 20% off at checkout when you visit GetSunday.com slash FilmSack20. That's 20% off your custom plan at GetSunday.com slash filmsack 20. Go do it today. I promise you'll be happy. Um, all right. Let's move. Do you guys want to do some clips? I got a bunch of clips. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Okay. Uh, good. Because here they are. Uh, these are the clips. Hold on. I'm in the wrong place. Okay. Uh, we got a bunch of clips. Let's start these with this one. The clips. This is uh, talking about what's in your pack there. What you got there in that pack? What you got there in that pack? <laughs> in that pack. <laughs> you know that guy's got breath. Oof, man. Oh yeah. I can smell him for thirty feet I'm, away. Yeah. I'm gonna play a little game where every single clip you play, I'm going to imagine that it's in every post-apocalyptic movie. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Let's try I this guess. one. Here's one. Think you meant kill him. Think you meant kill him. <laughs> I could Kiss do that. Him. Yeah, that's a good one. Specifically, Mad Max Two. Okay, fair enough. That's a little more, a little more talky uh, in Mad Max Two for sure. So you get a little more dialogue. Uh, How about? uh, Oh, this is this clip is like a dad on a road trip. So check this out. Where are you going? West. 
Can I come with you? No. <laughs> no. I love Quit that. Asking. Are we there yet? No. Yeah. no. Quit asking questions. <laughs> Turn this car around. Yeah. Uh, here's a bunch of books. That's a shitload of books. You don't have to understand. Yeah. Shitload of books. I like that they threw so much shade on the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, that was great. Wait to burn it. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty. St- you know what? That made me wonder. If they had like a little in right. joke on that, and they were like, "Yeah." Now they, I, I watched some deleted scenes. Yeah, there are some, uh, and they actually burn. They show up burning on a barrel. Da that Vinci book. Code. Oh, really? Da Vinci yeah. Code. Oh, funny. That would have yeah. been two on the nose, maybe. Mm. Mm. Uh, something for I don't know what this is. Something for the dust. Oh, it's a little scripture reading here. Here you go. For out of the ground we were taken, for the dust we are. The dust we shall return. That's a great fight. And all y'all gonna be dead. Yeah, y'all gonna die. Tell that cat to come back out here because I'm gonna eat it. Too. Yeah, meow. <laughs> uh, something about throwing things away. We threw away things people kill each other for now. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll stutter. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, like like bicycles. Where are all the bicycles? that Those didn't survive the solar flare? What's the... Uh, that's like, a good question. Things to kill, people kill each other for... I, you could have, uh, I, like I said in my intro, just a skateboard. Just invent a skateboard, mm-hmm. and you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna get around so much faster, people. It always makes me wonder what's going on in the rest of the world. Like, is it as bad everywhere else as here? Maybe the ozone layer tear happened above North mm-hmm. America. Over, yeah, North America. Sure. Maybe yeah. in yeah. Europe things are much better. Maybe in Asia things were hardly touched. Like I don't know. That stuff's fascinating to me, and I always want to know more, even though it's all big made up story by the former editor of PC Gamer magazine. <laughs> um, oh, I should tell you the quick story about that. So uh, two years ago, two and a half years ago, when I was finishing Rock Runners, getting ready to have it printed and do the Kickstarter and everything, my little card game, mm-hmm. I was originally going to call it Space Rocks. That was the name. Yeah. And I was ready to publish it. And somebody reached out to me and says, hey, I don't know if you know this or not, but screenwriter slash, you know, dude, we've all heard of Gary Witta has a game he's working on called Space Rocks. You might want to reach out and make sure oh, you guys aren't really? stepping on each other's toes. So I did uh, send him a DM. He wrote me back. We had this big gone conversation. His plan was pretty quickly he was going to release a uh, a tabletop game called Space Rocks. And so that's when I said, "Well, you've been working on that before I did. I'll I'll switch it up. No worries. Thanks for you know letting me know." And he's like, "No no problem. Thanks for understanding and look forward to your game." So that was the end of that conversation. I changed it to Rock Runners Incorporated and moved on and did the thing. I would like to state for the record. Gary Witta has still yet to release anything with Space Rocks. <laughs> so, Gary, I, I while I appreciate your fortitude, squatter. yeah, maybe you were never going to make wanna, your game. Damn it. Hey, wanna, you I know wanna, these things happen. How long has our, our uh, comic book store uh, Diner Dash style game been? You know? Oh, That's God. true. That's true. Yeah. I just want to. I want to compliment you, Scott. A lot of times, if you if you're forced to, you can come up with a better name than your working title, and you did. Yeah, you I like it better. Did. I like it better too. Yeah. But it was. It took. It was. There were a few days there. Where I was like, man, I just like the idea of Space Rocks. It was exactly Space everything. Rocks Incorporated was the name of it, but Rock Runners worked better because it actually describes what the hell the game's about. So it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, no hard feelings, Gary. I'm sure one day your effing thing will come out and everything will be great. <laughs> All right, uh, here's the... Oh, I don't know what this is. Oh, it's him yelling. Show me! He loves doing that in his movies. Yeah. It's like that everyone he does in the Leon movie, the... uh, Oh, the professional. Professional, yeah. yeah. We gotta watch that. That's why he's a good film sacker right there. 
and, that, and it's and it's one yeah. of those things where it's like I think of Gary Oldman as such ra- radically different characters in like Fifth Element mm-hmm. and Harry Potter oh, movies. He plays so many things. Yeah. Yeah. He does that exact same yell. Yeah, like he does the not, yell. It's the one lick of difference. It's the uh, one thing you know, that just ties them all together. Sid and Nancy. Watch him in Sid and Nancy. You'll see a completely in, different in, Gary Oldman. I was about to say. I think he plays great different actors, but I got to say, I, there's only one way that Brian Dunaway can yell. I don't think I could act any other way. I don't think there's. You only have one. It, way. Only, it only comes out one way. Yeah. You've only got okay. exit only is what you've got. I mean, I only can yell <laughs> one way. I mean, I can't. I mean, you can act a lot of different ways. You can act emotionally different. Sure. But I think once you get to the point where you're screaming. Yeah. If you're yelling and you're serious, how do you do black, it, you you do you do it different? Voice. Yeah. Maybe different yelling accents, but one yelling right. voice. Right. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's part of why we like you. You know, you have a style right. and Gary yeah. has a style. He's awesome. Gary, yeah. Gary, almost a Gary Coleman. Gary, Gary. Um, <laughs> what's wrong with me? Why did I just forget his name? Gary Oldman. Oldman. Well, that's, 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 that's a common mis- that's a common thing to do because one's Oldman and yeah. one's okay. one's Coleman. One's yeah. Coleman. Coleman. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, he yells a lot. Show me. Yeah, show me. Okay, here's uh, uh one. The money. Here's another one where he's talking yeah. about wanting to do more than just one town. If we want to rule more than one small town, we have to have it. We gotta have that book. We go get that book. Uh, here's your Johnny Cash Warren. reference. Check this out. It's the flower of light in the field of darkness is giving me the strength to carry on. You understand? Is that from your book? No, it's uh, Johnny Cash live at Folsom Prison. It's awesome. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I'm glad he didn't say I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. <laughs> oh, that's man. cool, too. Where'd you get all these cool things yeah, from? Okay. Man called Sue. Where's that? Is that from your book? Well, it would have been fun if there was more of that. In yeah, this movie. yeah, yeah. Like, I like. I would have yeah. enjoyed. Too silly, though. I would have yeah. enjoyed the misdirection, though, if he was constantly quoting 1970s country songs. I don't right? know how then, he had room in his head for any of it. You got the entire Bible in there. Like, that's that's what I would be worried about. I need him to be entirely reliable for me to believe that he narrates the entire Bible without mistakes. You know, yeah, yeah. I and need it, him to be a little I, bit serse. And mm. I don't know. I don't think it matters. <laughs> I, I really, honestly, he could have narrated a real garbage Bible and it doesn't make a difference because we're not shown that, right? Like you, right. you can actually see the Bible go onto the shelf and you might think, wow, I'll bet that's a pile of, of mess. And like, right. that's fine. That's yeah. a perfectly fine mm-hmm. plot point, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's totally fine. Uh, here's a, here's a clip here of uh, something. Oh. Uh, oh, it's a girl thing. Here we go. One of them's just a girl. One of them's just a girl. One of them a girl. Oh, Martha. They, were they supposed to be hippie-aged people? Because yeah, they're I, that Yeah, I'm assuming that should be in I about... I mean, the apocalypse range. will do bad things to your complexion and give you wrinkles where you probably sure. wouldn't have them otherwise, but... Uh, yeah, I was yeah. getting that. That was the vibe I was getting, too. Yeah. yeah, they were definitely... They are a plot hole the size of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I, like... How are they living out there? You know, just everything sure. about them. It well, just they can, makes they're, no count, sense. they're like people under the stairs. They, they yeah, lure you George, in with their George nice a, old yeah. people. They, and then they kill you yeah. and then they eat you. And then, yeah. you know, they never George got to it. A survivalist, right? I yeah. mean, well, clearly. Yeah. Guys, obviously. You got a fancy couch with 
guns. Yeah. Oh, that's a, yeah. that is a pull out couch right yeah. there. That's what I was. That's yeah. Good to pull that couch out. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's a Dumbledore doing things. Weapons. I'll show you some weapons. I'll show you some weapons. You some weapons. It's important to remember Why he's not? Irish. I always forget he's not English. I like he's that Irish. extra little weapons. Yeah, weapons. This is this is quite a few years after uh, Open Range. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was 03, I, I guess. I still felt like he was just that character. Yeah, he's the same guy. <laughs> he's the same cattle rustler, although I guess they, he kept his Irish accent and and open range but he i watched that recently again that is such a great movie gosh dang it open range so good agreed the uh the uh the grand sweeping vistas special effects like where they're starting to show their age like when you see these shots of the prairie Mm -hmm. and they've been oversaturated and so on that's starting to look a little weak but a little bit but man the movie overall is just it's perfect it's a wonderful movie and he's about to do his first directing since then of a film in uh he did a couple episodes of, of uh yellowstone but he's going to direct a new a new bunch of westerns or something i'm very excited one yeah. just it's just one western one movie is it just one i thought he committed to i thought he's committing to a bunch of stuff maybe not maybe i misread that but okay. either way new new western from freaking kevin costner i'm so in i can barely handle it yep, Bring it's it called horizon um, yeah, I'm in. and it's a it's about a it's about the life of a uh, of a, a man in the in the in in the before and after the civil war oh interesting it should it should be about um people only having their torso show in a virtual world called horizon worlds <laughs> um here's the what for me lie no this is a what for, no i think this is gary oldman what oh yeah what what yeah that's great it's not <sighs> great good. what i'm gonna use that for other things i think Absolutely. Uh, when my programs are on. Go check the TV. <laughs> go check the TV. Check the TV. <laughs> Y'all got a Bible like, up in your TV? Go check it. Like, I guess they would know what a TV is, but it's just, I don't know. The old guys my, That's why I was waiting. I was I was waiting on that to be a reveal because he said I hit it in the back of the TV, and I was like, oh, he's trying to you know, bait them into doing something stupid because these youngins wouldn't know what a TV is, but then they're like, Nothing well, happened. and they didn't because so, he asked what's his name to go get it. And okay. He says a what, and he goes. Also, oh, by the by the time yeah. we had iPods, we also had big flat screen TVs. Yeah, that's saying. true, but, uh, but, but not the, George and Martha. But not they've the, been eating, but since before the apocalypse. That's right. But but the people who who don't, you know, the people who are born after, they don't know what a TV is, and they they pointed that right. out because that guy didn't know what yeah. he was talking about. He's like, what? He goes, oh, for that's F why I kept sakes. expecting then, it to be a yeah. I kept expecting it to be something more. Yeah, and it's like, well, why not? Okay. Yeah, so then they sent in bald, bald Stevenson there, and he's seen a TV. Bald that guy knows. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, here's the final one. It's uh, Clockwork Orange hanging out. We're going to teach people about the world they lost. Help them start to rebuild it. I assume the idea there is that there was a press in Alcatraz yeah. for prisoners to use, and then they probably re- retrofitted it, make it work probably. again. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Why? Why was much. he uncredited? Oh, is he? I didn't know he was. Oh, yeah. Really? That's I, weird. I, I looked at the credits. There was there was no Malcolm McDowell there. That's weird. Because he's plenty in it, dude. Yeah, that's um, weird. I mean, I wouldn't call it a cameo. Yeah, I don't see him here either. You're right. I don't know. Maybe they were like, "Look, Caliglia, we don't need your." <laughs> <laughs> no, but at this point, he had completely recovered as a as an actor from Caligula. Yeah. He's like, I I I think he's kind of an old. Yeah, like you know, like an old wise actor. You know what I mean? Like he's like yeah. he is. It's his decision. 
to be uncredited is what I'm saying. I yeah. kind of feel like, uh, and I just don't, I don't know why. I don't know either. Um, I loved him in I, uh, Star Trek Generations. It was a big like part the of trivia. That. The trivia, for instance, doesn't say it doesn't say you know Malcolm McDowell watched the movie and hated it and and, and, and you know asked him to Bring remove his name. Remove his name. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is not in the trivia. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, we all think of Malcolm McDowell in Generations as being old. Um, right. We're wrong. Here's yeah, here's an wrong. image. Here he is. Let me just send this to our Discord. And I mean, he's what late forties there. Right, looking like uh, wow. looking like yeah. he's a lost boy. Yeah, in that picture, a little bit of a lost boy. Yeah, <laughs> I like to hang out. You're gonna eat your eat your noodles or what was the deal? Yeah, yeah. I like to hang out with Kiefer Sutherland. It, it always does the the line. What is it? Oh, it's uh, how are you liking those maggots, Michael? Oh, oh, there you go. You always yeah, remember. You I can never remember it. Right. All right. Well, those are your clips and boy, yeah, just, boy howdy. It's just yeah. it's the white hair thing. Like, yeah, I I seriously, if I colored my hair right now, it'd take ten years off me. Yeah. Oh no, that's the same. I just got a haircut yesterday, and I looked in the mirror, and I'm like, "Well, I'm, I'm my dad now." The old so, man. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Okay. Now this. <laughs> the film sack checklist is as follows: uh, Jennifer Beals never ages. Check. That, this is true. Yep. Yep. Uh, I totally let Tom Waits work on all my stuff. Check. <laughs> Might have been it. That sounded a bit sexual. You may want to rewrite, like rewrite that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I may, I may mm-hmm. have to workshop it a little and uh, deal with the censors on it. Anyway, <laughs> Gary Ullman likes to yell. Check that is hundred percent true. All right, yeah. Star Trek connections. I know there are some. Uh, Randy, what have you? What have you found? There are actually quite a few. Um, only one big name among them. Mm. So we have Jennifer Caputo played a, a character called Biker in this movie. Uh, and did uh, stunts, credited as stunts uh, person for Deep Space Nine. Thom Williams uh, was cast in the cast, accredited as Hijacker. There's a theme here. Uh, they, they don't get names. They get uh, descriptions. Uh, sure. they, Tom, Tom Williams played Hijacker and in Star Trek Enterprise was a Klingon soldier. Ooh. And hmm. Tim Rigby got named convoy thug in this movie wow <laughs> and uh got a stunts credit for star trek nemesis nice um but the, i mean our big name is malcolm mcdowell uh who was dr tolian soren in star trek generations one of his best performances ever in my opinion yeah uh he has no right to be as compelling <laughs> in star trek generations well, yeah because generations is such a construct in so many ways of like not some it's not the good star trek movie in a lot of ways like it's just fan servicey and it bugs me but he's amazing in it he's like he actually, way, way yeah, rises he, above that material he's so good he, he and um uh kirk <laughs> what actor's name william Somebody. shatner yeah. william shatner he and william shatner <laughs> somehow elevate generations and it, and and like i say it's not like it's a movie where you're your only way to bring two generations of actors together is to use time travel yeah. <laughs> like that's just uh, how this is going to go so you already know this is going to be a mess yeah. and somehow these two actors are just like plowing through it they don't care if yeah. the story is bad you know what i mean yeah, i think like, it's yeah. the best it is the best work that shatner ever did i believe that I think Shatner's best Ooh. acting is in Generations. Name something better. Oh, yeah. Star Trek Two. I got oh, uh, uh, Wrath of Khan. You're saying? Then? Yeah, but yeah, look Star at Trek the way Wrath of Khan's. It's all just Khan. It's, it's not. It's not great no. acting. 
Like, I don't think there's any subtlety to him in Wrath of oh, Khan. The, I love no, Wrath oh, his, of Khan. I, I, I have been for always ever will be your friend. Like, oh, my gosh. That's Spock, though, I'm says sorry. that. Spock says that. But, but Shatner is acting. <laughs> Shatner is acting. Like, look at that Shatner scene. Shatner has to receive that. Yeah, yeah he has to receive it. Acting. He received it in a very convincing way. Yes. Yes. Wow. That is, I think that is his, so like some of his best work. I, again, I just said I love him in Generations. I, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, he's also done great work in the past Fair it's enough. it's TJ just Hooker. like yeah. uh, uh malcolm mcdowell how have we not seen more malcolm mcdowell on film sack i guess yeah, because right. he just he takes good roles i guess he's in tons of stuff like mm-hmm. we saw him in uh did we watch snowpiercer we did yeah did we do snowpiercer yeah. oh no we that's did. not him that's john hurt sorry wrong yeah. guy yeah it's, we watched Snowpiercer. It just wasn't him. Yeah, it was John. <laughs> right. We've only John seen Malcolm up. McDowell twice. He would have been good this. at that. <laughs> yeah, he would have been great. Uh, rocked. We've seen Malcolm McDowell twice before this. We saw him in Blue Thunder. Yeah. And we saw him in Death Race Clockwork. 2050. Well, didn't oh. we? We also did Clockwork Orange, didn't nope. we? No, not nope. yet. No. Not oh, really? Yet. Wow. We've okay. talked about it many times. Yeah, we should. We should. Wow, it's a classic. Times. It's weird and all right. Freaky. I'm adding it to the list. Yeah, yeah. Please do. I thought it was already on the list. Oh, it is. It is. I see it. <laughs> it's. It's. Uh, I have it. I have it listed as Clockwork Orange instead of a Clockwork Orange. Oh, uh, yeah. Sure. Like the book of the there's, Eli. There's, there's the, the problem. Yeah. That's why I messed up that. I screwed up. You know that frame dot. WTF game. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. That's the one I screwed up with. Uh, oh, brother, where art thou? Oh. I, that's the, the first frame, I knew what it was, and I went, oh, brother, where art thou? And it says, nope, try again. I'm like, really? And oh, then so now I'm trying new things. I get to the third one. I'm like, this is, it's a Dapper Dan can. This is, oh, brother, where art thou? So I had to go, oh, wait a minute. It's an O, not right. yeah. O-H. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I felt so stupid that day. Oh my god! I just uh, I just added a Clockwork Orange to our upcoming list because it's streaming on HBO Max. I'm ready to go. Ooh, good deal. We get to see that guy with his eyelids open. A little bit of the old in out in out. Yeah, they got the big uh, the big hairy uh, crotch scene. Oh yeah, there's a lot of uh, yeah. yeah a lot of nudity mm-hmm. in that thing. Yeah, yeah. the bushes uh, the bushes a lot of nudity. <laughs> Bush is strong in this yeah, one. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what Team Deluxe Away makes of this. Uh, I have a feeling Brian and I are going to have some issues. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen it. I have, right. fe- I have a feeling I'll have issues. It's not. It's a weird mm-hmm. ass. It's hard to watch thing, but I think it it's is. worthy of the yeah. show. I think we should do it. Mm-hmm. It's got some historical, you know, precedence as a film. Significance. And, yeah. I think um, I saw it when I was like first really getting into movies, and I watched everything like. You know, like I watched like Bridge on the River Kwai and all all these uh, uh, all these sure. movies that were like I had heard about all my life and I hadn't seen, but I yeah, don't remember. A, I don't remember a thing about Clockwork Orange. Well, I remember too much about it, and um, yeah. I remember <laughs> I remember some really good cod pieces. I remember those. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Those will keep Huge. you from getting hurt. Uh, all right, soundtrack grave. I'm going to give it an Li for loved it. I really like it a lot. And ended up listening to it last night after the movie. I, I listened to it for another hour so or good. something. It's very, very good. So if you haven't yeah, heard that already, soundtrack, we already talked about uh, about Atticus Ross. A um, couple of movies in here. A movie. A couple of music songs. Songs. That's what they're called. A <laughs> couple of <laughs> couple of already existing older songs in this movie, um, like "How Can You Mend a Broken Heart" by Al Green or mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. "Ring My Bell" that we talked about by uh, Anita Ward. Um, I I feel like that the movie deserved more of that. 
I, I don't know why, but like the, if a guy's going to be carrying an iPod around and it's so important to him that he'd rather get the iPod charged than have sex with Mila Kunis, mm-hmm. that should, I should get to hear more music. Yeah. I want to know what he's listening to. It's the, it's the, um, the fallout rule because fallout is, or there, that's cool game series. No question. But part of what makes it amazing is on your little pit boy, you're listening to old timey music all the time. Yeah. And it adds so much to the texturing of that world. It's so discordant. Same with like um, Bioshock. Bioshock's a great example. Bioshock Infinite in particular. Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. No, well, yeah, but it's different Different kind of. But a big but you're right. part of GTA for me is is like a new GTA game just came out. I'm listening to the radio. Yeah, you're <laughs> not wrong. You're not wrong. That's a huge part of it for sure. Different reasons, but yeah. So yeah, I think I'm, you know what? I agree. Should have used it more. You got your damn iPod play the stuff. You yeah. got the little spinny wheel. Hey, all. Yeah. I'll always be fine with that. My question is, well, you're stuck with whatever's on there, though, because he doesn't have iTunes yes. from yeah, 2006. Right, and Apple Music, uh, iTunes doesn't exist. You can't sync it anymore. No. You're, you're stuck. You no, know? yeah, there was no Wi-Fi syncing on that device. You were you were hosed. I have a I have a one gig shuffle here. It's right here. It's green, mm. and uh, I I haven't loaded anything new onto that thing in about twelve years. Yeah, and I still think it's freaking cool. They like cool. It's, it gets cooler as it goes. Yeah. Like every, I, I'll go two years and not think about it, and then I'll plug a old headset into it and listen to music that I loaded up in two thousand nine. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And it's great. It holds so many songs. Yeah, that's great. I uh, the other thing I was thinking of during this was we'd been doing film sacks since October of the previous year before this movie came out, and also the previous year before this movie is set to have had its calamity. So in my canon, his iPod is full of film sack episodes from the first year. <laughs> first year of film sack. We were all Early. killed. Yeah, we were all we were no all way killed. of watching the movies that we talk about. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We were all killed, of he course. He just had to use the pictures in his head. Yeah. yeah. So he's still going killed. back to crawl and, you know, uh, yeah. Space Odyssey 2 or whatever it was called, 2010. Right. Sure. Yeah. Renegade. Yeah, Renegade. <laughs> no. Retrograde. Retrograde. Uh, That's re- retrograde. Retrograde. That's retrograde. Yeah. That's right. Poor guy. Some rough early stuff. We we're still doing caves oh. that look like vaginas and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Black guy dies first. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. Our alternative title. Oh, no. Twitter post. What am I doing here? We got to do this Twitter post. Sum it up in 280 characters. Hurry up before Elon Musk buys Twitter. Randy, go. The Book of Eli. Women are sex objects and men are all fighting and getting killed. And everyone is just so thirsty. Just like a Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> thirsty. Everybody the kids love thirsty. that thirsty, man. Yeah. I love that term. I don't serve drinks until you're done. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Ooh. Uh, Brian Dunaway, to, your turn now, Brian Dunaway. The Book of Eli, like expecting chapstick for your dry, crusty, post-apocalyptic lips and only finding hairless cat oil. <laughs> Meow. Cat oil for your lips. Ew. I kept trying to think, how do you make cat oil? You, you squeeze like out squeeze the fat. The, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You could do that's it. how you make baby oil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta make awesome. baby oil. Uh, what give, else? Uh, give me a break. Like you, you got like whatever has survived. You got the ability to charge an iPod, but you haven't figured out how to make petroleum jelly. Give me a break. Yeah, well, give me a break. You know they got everything's Come on, dried Carter, out. Man. Give me a break. Everything's dried out. It's, <laughs> you truly deserve it. You was can that a real big old trucks down the road with a Gatling gun in the back, and you haven't figured out how to make a little Vaseline for yourself? Come on. Yeah. the The cat or the when the cat died, that was the death part was CGI. But when it was walking around, it was real. And I can't remember. Are all those Sphinx bald cats that skinny? Because that thing was like ribs and 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 did they yeah. did they starve a cat or did they? Did, <laughs> is that how they come? 
Maybe they come that way, and that's what made there's it look. There's a lot of house cats that if you took their hair away, you'd go, whoa, that's a scary yeah. creature. Yeah, yeah, no, cats look, from from pictures I've seen, cats look yeah. really weird without hair. Yeah. That whole idea ruined dinosaurs for me. I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but um, there's a there's a term for it, and I cannot remember it, but there's a whole website dedicated to this. The idea that the only reason we see a T-Rex the way we see it or a long neck or any other dinosaur is because the bones are all we have to go on. And so we can infer yeah. some musculature. We can infer some other stuff, but very little, really. And if we did that only having knowledge of a dog skeleton, for example, mm-hmm. yeah. it looks so wrong. If, you, if, if all we had was that and no other knowledge about their fur, about muscles, about uh, how their noses right. are, and we just made replicas of what a dog might have looked like, they look like horrendous space lizards. Like we, we've those dinosaurs. If we ever find out what dinosaurs actually look like, we're all in for a real right. pain in the ass. Like, yeah, humans Jurassic- are one of the few mammals that uh, are pretty much close to hairless, besides those sphinx cats. Right? Yeah. We're yeah. we were there. There's not many of us. Most most mammals like to have the hair. Yeah, but because mm-hmm. we don't know, we can't fill it in, and so our brains can only do what we can do, and we end up with these really skewed versions and so i mean there's going to be a day i'm just saying one day we're going to figure out a way to see that and then we're going to go well that's that we're done with the jurassic park movies throw those hair, away hair and feathers change everything like the the new world dominion jurassic park jurassic mm-hmm. world is uh they're, they're at least going to nod to the birds uh feathering on some of the yeah the dinosaurs yeah, their so little I'm, I'm their pokemon go like game that lets you collect dinosaurs and stuff whatever that's called mm-hmm. yeah uh, evolution yeah. live or whatever Jurassic but, Park go. <laughs> yeah or whatever it is yeah i play that with van when over and they they're all a, a mix now of like f- really furry ones or here's right. a here's a sloth combined with a with a uh terra terrace terra pops oh that's what van calls it sorry triceratops, triceratops. <laughs> he calls it a terra pops and that's that's all i can think of but anyway, like it's a weird thing. I don't know. Yeah, there's more to this, and I should find the site, so I'm not just. Yeah, I I want to argue with you, but I I don't really care. Like I, I I'll bet you there's I'll bet you if if there was a real paleontologist listening, we have corrected uh, they, this they already. Go, you know what? Hey, uh, we actually have a really good idea now based on yeah. all sorts of things well, all this, the way from this, but see, know, this stuff biology. Wasn't, this wasn't just some Reddit fossils. guy. This was like some some paleontologist guy who was. Who was pointing it out? I'll find it. It's really interesting. Right. Yeah, you know, I always I'm with Randy though. I always feel like the flat earther of dinosaurs. I'm like, I have no, I have not real any deep knowledge. All I have is like movies and, you know, I've, I've visited a museum and read a plaque or two, but really that's about as far as that my my knowledge for dinosaurs goes. Yeah, well, dinosaurs, I, I could be saying anything. They're pretty cool. My mother in law tried to tell me once that they were. Are they cool? You say they're cool, but I I'm pretty sure I wouldn't want to meet one. No, or whatever. I'd, meet one. I'd be happy to meet a plant eating one. It'd be fine. They're not going to eat you. Uh, I, I do want to I do want to agree with you that paleobiology is a field that has made a lot of advancements recently. Mm-hmm. It's like like uh, when you think about Michael Crichton writing Jurassic Park, like mm-hmm. the, the, he was doing that because the idea that there were smaller dinosaurs that we were finding in pieces of amber and they were very, very well preserved. That was a really new idea yeah, in like yeah. the 1970s. And that's really recent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I, you know, I agree with you on that, that like paleobiology probably still has a way, a ways to go. Right. I yeah. just don't, I, I disagree that we're going to find some radical difference in 
in what we know at this point. Like it's it's a pretty well developed field. I'm gonna find it, and you're gonna go, "Whoa, that's what you're gonna do." Yeah. All right. That's <laughs> where you're gonna go. go. Whoa. Uh, I love that. Where were we that. here? Oh, Dunaway. If it has a Twitter post, you have. Did I you go? You oh, you, you, no, you did it. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, I lost track of who did what and why we got there. Brian Ibbett, it's your turn. Sure. The Book of Eli. And, and wait till I do this. Uh, I'm going to use my Twitter post time to uh, just share with you some unrelated trivia I discovered while researching oh. this movie. Okay. Oh. Gary Oldman is 13 days younger than Gary Newman. What? Oh, <laughs> weird. Interesting. New man. I see what you've done. What's Gary yeah. Newman up these days? Yeah. Up to what's yeah. Gary Newman doing? Just chilling. He's uh, he's he's actually touring. And I uh, were I not on a trip? Uh, oh no, were I not at a a um, mammoth game last weekend? I would have gotten to see Gary Newman perform live here in Denver oh, in wow. concert. Uh, but but you're not the good better. news is he mm. rescheduled, so that I still oh. have a chance to see him in tour in concert. So for those at home, are like Gary Newman, Gary Newman. Here in my car. That guy. Yep, exactly. He was on permanent replay at my house when I was that age. It was great. Yeah, just that song, though. Yeah, that was it. That was it. (laughs) That was it. I couldn't tell you another Gary Newman song. But they were both born in March 1950 or April 19. No, March 1958. Just 13 days apart. Yeah. Does that go to our discussion about one hit wonders? Uh, Oh, for sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, he's still performing other things. Like he's got. But friend, our friends electric is that a song? Yeah, yeah. That was used as the theme. Like it was a it was a hit, but it was also reused as the theme for Halt and Catch Fire. A really good placement of that. So, mm-hmm. oh, it says he's still mm-hmm. making. Is there a new album? Yeah. Uh, is there really? Is he released something new? Twenty. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the latest thing he built or made was 2017. That's still so pretty that. pretty recent. Yeah, pretty, that surprises pretty, me. Oh no, no. I'm sorry. He has a new uh, album last year. That beats the 20. So 2017 was the previous. It's now something called Intruder. Studio album by Gary Newman, released May of 2021. No, I've never heard of it. Of course not. Um, cool. Yeah, I got a song on there called... And hide it, your kids, hide your wife. It's called uh, Now and Forever, <laughs> or The End of Dragons. Okay, cool. Ooh, all right. Ooh, the go. End of Dragons. Listen to some brand new uh, Gary Newman music. <laughs> all right, sweet. Hopefully we've sent somebody down the right path. Okay, check this out. Look at this right here. Alternate titer, titles. This movie was almost called Titers. Uh, it was almost called iPod <laughs> Batteries Forever or Bible oh. Machete Bill and His Adventures Through Trouble Town. Oh, <laughs> I feel like maybe that would have. I like that title, actually. Yeah, yeah I'd like that yeah. title a lot. Yeah, why not? Would have been okay. We would have lived with it. All right, here's a, a set of emails. Since we've been gone a couple of weeks, uh, I wanted to make sure we got a couple of these in here. They're short. Uh, filmsack at gmail.com. This one's from Lee Martin. Almost said Lee Marvin. He's dead. I was like, Lee Marvin, sweet. I wish. There's a hole in the roof. Anyway, Lee Martin wrote in from Northeast England, UK, and says, Hi, Scott, Randy, Brian, and Brian. Longtime listener, first time mailer. You guys have brightened my commutes to work and kept me awake on journeys uh, home after drunken nights out. (laughs) I have tried other pretender podcasts, but they all fail in comparison. Keep up the good work, guys. Uh, you know, it goes on to say, uh, you all appeared scattered in various parts of the U.S. Oh. I've listened to or from Kroll to the recent stealth, and I don't ever recall hearing the story of how you all met each other. Also, please consider sacking the 2009 comedy Black Dynamite. The film is so sackable it actually knows it's actually knowingly sacking itself. <laughs> uh, keep on sacking, gentlemen. Regards, Lee. Uh, it's a it's not all that twisted. So the first relationship that ever happened was me and Dunaway met in. 
early 05. Um, through the internets, the magic of Skype. Yeah, and comics, really web comics were our comics. first connection. Yep. And then we started doing Skype stuff, and then before you knew it, there was Extra Life Radio, and that led to other things. Um, my relationship with Ibit started with the instance, right? Because you, Len Peralta, yeah, a, said something about uh, listening. Or? Yeah, Len Peralta introduced me to you via the the instance, and then I think you had me on as a guest on ELR to talk about music. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That was it. And then it all kind I think of. That took, was right around the time that that Randy was that's doing. When I first met you. Uh, instance. With oh yeah, you. for sure. So that would have been like oh seven, and I'd listened to Brian's podcast Coverville back in yeah. like oh five. I've been listening. To oh, we knew who you were. Yeah, we knew who you were. Um, and then we knew you by the podcast pickle. Yeah, the podcast pickle and podcast alley told me exactly who Brian Ibbett was. <laughs> you could for me on podcast alley. That's right. And now I, his, I his legacy lives on. Sorry, what? I think you could have summed it up as we were all playing WoW. At one time or other, like it, it kind of is the connective. Well, not issue. not in Dunaway in my case, not at all. Yeah, he never played WoW back then, so that I was. I remember Brian Dunaway playing WoW. Now, I, I did. did eventually play World of Warcraft. But that was only because Scott made me. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. it was later. That was like during yeah. ELR. I got you to play it, and then your cow yeah, died in yeah. that ravine, and you never played again. Yeah, I said I said f that. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, in Randy's case, Randy was a su- <laughs> occasional submitter, well, uh, regular submitter to the instance early on in its lifespan, submitting tips and stuff. And and mm-hmm. uh, when there was a turnover in hosting, I was like, hey, what about this Randy fella? And uh, Randy, that's that where that so came that from. Was, so that was all through 2006. Yeah, I. I started talking with you in in like spring 2006 and then we were <laughs> we were we were making podcasts by the end of that year yeah so all um, three of us kind of weirdly we're all working in weird separate ways during that time but that's when it all started to form and then via extra life and or extra life radio and and brian was where things sprung out the idea sprung for film sack and then it was just a matter of reach out to my friends and see who wants to be involved and uh, these guys both said yes. The smart there, one there said yes. Yeah, the right. smart one said yes. You wouldn't believe how many dumb ones said no. They're all gone. Yeah, now. right. Yeah, they're gone. And they I were, think that was our first and only picks, gone. right? I don't think we really went through anybody else. It was pretty much this guys, these guys yeah, right no, here. Yeah, no, yeah. Film Sack was always this crew and has always will be. So there it is. There's um, some, there's some yeah. fun um, like meetings early on too. Like I, I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound like it was only about World of Warcraft, but like. Mark and Nicole Spag were playing WoW and trying out making a podcast when, uh, you know, I met them at the New Media Expo in 2008. And then, you know, like they were like, let's go. And so like next thing you know, uh, they're joining our guild. They're listening to the instance. They're getting to know us. And Brian's concert was that year and everybody was milling around. It's the first time I got to see Patrick before. And then uh, I didn't mm -hmm. get to meet you at that concert. No, uh, I, Scott, got, like, I got, you, you got super sick. sick. And you left, and, yeah, I but I did shit. get to meet uh, Randy, and yeah, I got really sick. I ended up going home. Okay, such an incredible thing. Yeah, Cover, Coverville 500. Oh my gosh! Yeah, especially, especially that uh, Dick Cheese part. That was real good. <laughs> Where he spit on the whole front row. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, people had <laughs> good cameras. Times, good times. Heaven forbid they had cameras on their phones. What the hell? <laughs> Uh, anyway, so there's your answer. Here's one from Ben who says, man, Jason Patrick is a total hoser. That's it. That's his whole email. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. Yeah. We're right. with you. Yep. Right. Yeah. He watched, he must have watched the losers like we did and yeah. uh, came away with that. I really liked him. You know, I, I, over, over speaking of, you know, the last 17 or more years of podcasting, I've come to, I've come to believe that a lot of people who listen to podcasts, 
they just want to they just want their opinion to be heard mm-hmm. you should send us more emails where you're just like hey i hate this guy like seriously yeah yeah, yeah, yeah seriously. Why not? you want it, you want your opinion to be heard right yeah let's, let's give them a we'll give them a platform if you keep it. it short and funny we'll uh, read it probably yeah, we might even read it mm-hmm. uh alec uh sent one that i liked he says hello gents in the latest episode 548 oh, the geez. losers Ibit mentioned Glee ripping off an arrangement of Don't Stop Believing. Uh, it's not the only time they did it. They also ripped nope. off an arrangement of Baby Got Back Jonathan done by Colton. Jonathan Colton. Just yeah. one more reason to hate that stupid, stupid show. Keep on sacking Alec, he says. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lame, right? Glee. Yeah, you remember Glee. that? That sucked. I remember being so pissed about that. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's like, you guys, you're a big TV show with money and stuff. Talk to the guy who right. made it. Maybe throw him some cash. You're lame. Anyway. Our next movie is Willy's Wonderland, and uh, <laughs> I barely know how to contain myself. I've been hearing about this since it came out last year, the year before, whatever it was. Um, was it 2021? Hold on. It's yeah, been, it's been about, about a year. Yeah. About okay. one year. Yeah. Uh, Nick Cage, in one of his more recent weird ones, uh, he's having a moment right now with that one that's about him and, and uh, mm. him and the Mandalorian hanging out. I can never remember the like the the, the greatness of... Pure talent or something like that. What's it called? Here. It's called Let's see who gets it first. Here it is. The unbearable weight, weight of massive talent. There it is. That's oh. it. Yeah. And uh he is he is credited in that movie as Nicholas Kim Coppola. <laughs> nice. Which is great because that's like nice. a throwback to what his original name was. But anyway, Nick Cage is having a bit of a moment with that, and he's got a bunch of other stuff coming up, but along with Pig. Uh, primal, some of these weird ones he's been doing. Uh, Willie's yeah. Wonderland happened, and oh, there it is, 2021. And we're gonna watch it. So get your haunted, uh, what's it called? What do you call those places? Uh, your circus, circus. No, it's not a circus, it's a Chuck E. Cheese carnival. No, carnival is the I think carnival. The is it carnival? I don't know. Chuck E. Cheese, I think it's yeah, Chuck E. Cheese or, or show, Showbiz Pizza Place. Yeah, I thought it was a big, yeah. Yeah. like a like a park, like a you know. No, it's one of those animatronic uh, pizza band places. That's all it is. He's just in a little like strip mall walking around. No, he's on the strip mall. He's actually okay. Are we talking about the movie next week? Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. No, Willie's Wonderland. He's like uh, no, no. He's it's a Chuck E. Cheese. Essentially, it's just a Chuck E. Cheese. He's locked in. It's Five Nights at Freddy's. Just, yeah, but Chuck E. Uh, Cheese's are dinky little places. I thought this was like a big theme park. No? No, no. This is all, all right. indoor, all right. small places. That's the, that's the rub. He's 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 he, They think he's stuck in there with them, but actually, they're stuck in there with him. Did <laughs> so I say is, that right? This is one of my favorite what, times. What is that from? Oh, my God. That's what is that from? That's, that's from uh, Watchmen. Right, Watchmen. You're not yeah. stuck Watchmen, in here with me. Right. I'm yeah. stuck in here. No, I'm stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with me, and then yes, Rorschach right. kills yeah. everybody. Yeah, this is one of my favorite times on Film Sack when uh, we've decided to watch something. I really don't want to, but I'm going to watch something because <laughs> watch because it, like the, the rest of you are like I'm going to join you in watching this thing that I don't want to watch, yeah. and then the more you talk about it in advance the less i want to watch it it's <laughs> seriously it's one of my favorite times because it, it always ends up making for a good time when i try to yeah. talk with you about it later so yeah like keep going it's just, it's, it's currently rentable uh it's available if you have the disney plus hulu bundle or just hulu it's on there mm-hmm. um it's also rentable on apple and st- uh, uh, who else uh, it looks like and if you don't Amazon. have the disney espn uh, Hulu bundle. I mean, it's like fifteen dollars a month. It's like that to me is like one of the best deals 
Oh, it's a it's right a now. killer deal. That's oh, a great deal. Yeah. Yeah. Good deal. It's really unfortunately good. I prepaid for like eleven years of Disney Plus, so I can't really take <laughs> advantage of that. But, yeah, they uh, gave you because the, they gave you that introductory deal, and yeah, you jumped yeah. on it. And little did we know they were about to make it cheaper by bundling three together. Those bastards! Exactly, those oh, bastards. I didn't need that. That's just a combo meal that I would have loved. That's right. Yeah, that house so, that mouse built. What are they thinking? So, like uh, the the point here is uh, next week. Don't watch Willy's Wonderland because it sucks, but please watch it so we oh. can sack it, and we'll talk to you next week. I'll bet it's good. I've oh, talked to people. I bet, it's I'll, bet it's, I'll bet it's good for film sack, but yeah, I, yeah. I will outrageous. not take the bet that it's good. I'll bet that it's better than it should be. I will. I bet it's uh, outrageous. Let's place the bet that could be settled in in <laughs> Vegas, Scott. Okay. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I, Next I don't week. know. I don't know what criteria we have to use to determine it's good. You can't just say, "Oh, I really like." You know, you guys will be surprised by, uh, by how I, I felt about Willy's Wonderland. Yeah. Hey, has it has it been four weeks now since Scott and I made our bet about uh, Will Smith at the Oscars? I I think. Oh, uh, what was, was our it, bet? Was it Scott or was it me? I thought you and I. No, were. I I was saying that Will Smith was going to win Best Actor, and Scott was like, "Hell no!" No, no I didn't way. say that. That wasn't me. Uh, yeah, I thought I said that. I think it was Rain. I think it was Brian that said it. Yeah. All right, we're gonna have to go back to the tape. Go back to the tape because I haven't seen. I said, and then I bet I said, but you know, I'll bet that whole thing will be overshadowed by some larger event involving Will Smith. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> no, Scott, you did not even Scott, close. Scott wagered a, a meal. Scott, uh, I wagered, wagered a meal, but not on whether he would meal. win. I think it was whether there was something else going on. I don't think that oh, was that it. I want to know. Yeah. Ah, crap. It's, man, it's always... It's, hey, Scott, oh. if I send you some some audio, like a little thing I'll record today, could you insert it into that episode of Film Sack? Yeah, I'll totally do it. It'll be you <laughs> going. <laughs> It'll be you yeah. saying all the things you just said. We already um, have it downloaded to our phone, dude. Yeah, it doesn't no, matter look, whoever, something whoever uh, Jamie listens to this, he'll dig it up. Someone find, send me that go. bits bet so I can... I'll, I'll come clean if I... I just don't remember. I have no memory of this. So whatever it is, whatever I said, I'll I'll own it own to it if it if it was me and I'll buy you a meal. I have no problem with that. But I don't sure. think that was the yeah. bet. Wasn't it something like uh Dune or something? Dune was gonna win or wasn't it something like that? Yeah. Or that Dune would be the what? biggest no. I could easily it's, see it being Dune. Sure. Yeah. I feel like I I'm gonna go it. with Randy's memory of it since he seemed to <laughs> since he brought it up. Yeah, he might be more he might be more um well, whatever right. he may have an actual memory of it. I don't I don't remember what we did. My joke was gonna be yeah, <laughs> that since Scott already lost a bet to buy me a meal in Vegas, yeah. he may as well make some more bets. Yeah, in advance. Yeah, let's make so another that, bet. You know, like go to Vegas and maybe he'll get his money back. Maybe he'll just buy everybody a meal. Sure. <laughs> Do some keno or something. I don't sure. know what that even Ooh, is. Little keno, yeah, it's yeah. the best odds in Vegas, right what, there. What is keno? Is keno it, is a uh, basically, yeah, you're basically picking numbers that that. Uh, that are going to appear in or be picked randomly by machine, and if you get zero right, you get money. But then if you get like more than four right, oh you get damn, money. I'm good about getting you zero know, right. That's Gino me. <laughs> answers the question: What would happen if we ran a lotto every thirty minutes? Yeah, okay. that's exactly what. Right, exactly. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. That's why they don't it's have a, a legal lottery in Nevada. They got one every thirty minutes that nobody wants it people is, to mess with. It is literally the worst odds. And well, no, that that Wheel of Fortune machine is the worst yeah. odds in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Why is why are the odds? Is got, it too many too many blades on the spinner or something? Or yeah, too too many one dollar bills. Mm. It's like a five dollar bet, but you've got one dollar bills. Or I know, I guess you can put your bet in any spot on the table, but uh, uh, the odds of even breaking even are 
way favoring the house. This like is good to know. House edge. This is good to yeah. know. Even though I don't yeah. gamble, I'm blackjack, there. craps, uh, best odds in in Vegas. All right. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, blackjack. If the table has uh, a six deck shoe and uh, allows you to surrender, so like if the if the dealer shows a uh, lost a, already a ten or an ace, <laughs> you can say surrender and uh, you get half of your bet back right away. Oh, and they don't and they don't shuffle very often. Right. Okay. Exactly. You need, them, you need yeah. them to go deep into a shoe. Yeah. I, I would I for me it's always been um Pi Gal. Like I feel like Oh Pi Gal Poker. I can yeah. sit and play Pi Gal forever and never Easily. be up much, never be down much. Yeah, you just get free drinks. I mean that is yeah. Pi Gal poker's great for that. Yeah. Scott's not gambling's not for us, man. <laughs> yeah, clearly I'm like Pi Gal. <laughs> <laughs> I just want pie now is what I want. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like gamble I'm taking is Taco Bell. Pi Gao is a you versus the dealer poker poker's variant where they will tell you how to play if yeah. you act. If they you give ask, you seven cards. You have to make a your best hand of five and your best hand of two and, against their best hand of five and two. And literally, and I do exactly every, like it. No, like every decision, every decision, you can say how would the house play this. And they tell you, mm-hmm. and so you can just you can get blasted drunk and just keep asking, "How would the house play this?" And as long as you you know, as long as you don't yeah. fall off the chair, it mm-hmm. just go you play forever. Oh, I'm gonna take you to one of so those true. rooms like they took Rain Man and Tom Cruise and said, "You got to get out of here." <laughs> um, all right, well, there's that. Uh, we <laughs> thanks for your emails, guys. You sent us in new directions, and that was fun. Uh, also, <laughs> thanks for reminding Randy that I owe him lunch, and we'll figure out how and why soon. Uh, Willie's Wonderland get your homework done make it happen in the meantime filmsack.com is the website if you're trying to find any stuff related to us it's all there filmsack at gmail.com is our email address keep those coming we love them and uh, filmsack of course on Twitter and wherever you're going to get your uh, your shows whether it's I don't know Spotify Google Podcasts Apple Podcasts wherever it is leave us reviews in those places because it'll help others discover this venerable show that you all enjoy okay all right that sounds great to me thank you all for listening for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. I'm nobody. We'll see you next time. <laughs> this show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Go check the TV.